This week's episode of Here's What I'll Get is brought to you in part by the Flame Actors Guild. The Flame Actors Guild is a guild of actors that uh, appear in most movies. Anytime there's an explosion or flames or even a gunshot, the Flame Actors Guild is there. Flamers unite. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly interrogatory podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tad Burt, and with me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? It's going, uh, you know, it's going kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get into it in my issues, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, quarantine is continuing across the world for absolutely no reason. And uh, the dominoes that we toppled months ago cannot be reset because everyone's a fucking idiot and nobody listens to me. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what about you? How's, how's stuff going for you? Uh, it's going fine. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm more what I'm what I'm excited for is uh, Wednesday. Yes, the new SpaceX rocket launch. The new SpaceX rocket launch. Uh, it's going to be the first uh, manned launch in, in a, quite a while. From the United States. From the United States, yeah, yes. Because we've been bumming rockets. We've been bumming rides from the Russians since Obama. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the past uh, 15 years, 15 or 20 years, NASA has just been continually defunded. Yeah. Every year. They're like, we need more budget cuts. And they're like, okay. Let's do it to NASA. First thing, first thing. Military's got NASA. a bajillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, might as well take that money from NASA. Yep. It's like, yeah, we need another, we need to do more F-18 flyovers of NASCAR <laughs> events. Yeah. Because those, those don't cost $22,000 an hour to fly a fucking fighter Jesus. jet to on, uh, to fly over NASCAR events and hospitals and shit. Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh, or. Yeah. We could prepare for the future. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when you invent things for space, they trickle down into the real world like uh -huh. Velcro we might or have, computers. Can you imagine if the last 15 years we hadn't have been defunding NASA? And mind you, NASA is not just about shuttles. No. It's all it's about. Uh, and it's not always not even just about space exploration. A lot of, like you said, a lot of the technology that NASA comes up with trickles down into many other avenues, uh, including health. Yeah, a lot and, of health stuff because they have they try to understand. They have to really understand how the human body works to protect it well. Yes, but also allow it. Like we we talk about these space age materials. Like we sleep on memory foam now, uh -huh. which is a space age material. Yes. It's like how can we make something padded but also lightweight? Not only that, but like eventually we'll have to be studying the unknown yeah space-born pathogens and all that stuff and how isolation takes its toll on people and the, the technology is really the big gain because we went from computers that were the size of a room to computers that could fit in a small car in what 12 years yeah because of space exploration yep and now we have computers that are even smaller and more the size of and your that's where, that's where it all started lcds that's where that shit started yep. was on spacecraft and now here, here's my theory is that if the last 15 years hadn't 15 20 years hadn't just been gradually defunding nasa so that we have to now rely I think on elon bigger, musk i think it's even bigger than 15 to 20 years tim 
It, this this problem harkens back to the early 1970s when yeah. it became about why are we spending all this money to go to space when we have all these problems at home and we we basically set our the as human beings we always have our eye to the frontier right we yeah. always want to go to the next place and we decided uh, fuck we that. decided the next we places to, would be a uh, third world country we need <laughs> to fix all these problems we have at home and then we we spent all that money to. F- Fix these problems at home didn't fix a fucking thing. No, and then now, then over time in the early late nineties, early two thousands to now, it was like, well, uh, we're still spending all this yeah. money on welfare to get these yeah. people out of poverty. They just keep being in poverty, so we can't cut that funding because obviously that's working. So what we do need to cut money from is this thing that gave us all these crazy technologies that we take for granted every day, like the ability to talk to someone literally on the other side of the planet. Uh, yeah, you guys don't need any more money for that. With no, with little to no lag. Yeah. You can talk to someone on the other side of the planet. You can, you can see, you can vi- remember, okay, I don't know if you remember this, but, um. Uh, the the one thing the one, I mean it's been it's been in plenty of sci fi stuff video phones uh-huh. remember video phones yeah in the early nineties and late eighties that was a thing that was like this will be the future is video phones yeah one the one I remember is weirdly specific it's from Pokemon like the early Pokemon episodes I remember Ash like getting on this huge machine thing and video phoning his mom back home yeah being like i'm taking care of my pokemon mom you know where i know video phones from what star trek yeah so it's the view screen but a big fucking video exactly phone. right picard's always going into his office being like yeah let me uh let me press this one button on my laptop yeah. click it's an apple product yeah. by the way click uh <laughs> what do you want starfleet command yeah oh you guys are fucking stupid you guys <laughs> are literally light years away from me and we're talking as if we're in the same room yeah and we have that Today. We have that right now, and, and nobody the, wants to use it. It's, yeah, <laughs> and it's the size of an it's the size of an index card. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Imagine if the communicators on Star Trek the original series, instead of them flipping it yeah, open yeah. and basically being a, a walkie-talkie, like there's yeah. there's times when you'll see Shatner messing with the little knobs and dials yeah. in there as if he's tuning his radio, <laughs> you know, because that's what the idea was. Oh, yeah. it's like a radio, but in <laughs> space. If they said that, he'd like open it up and it was like a little picture of Spock and he's like, uh, Spock here, Captain. And he goes, hey, what's up? Yep. That's what, that's we, have what now. we have now. Uh, here's my theory. Uh, we we could have avoided this whole thing. What's this whole thing? Coronavirus. Yeah. I think I think that uh, with the defunding of NASA, uh, there's so much that we lost on let's let's say the studies of isolation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the e- even just like the 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 health stuff, right? I'm sure that uh, this could have been avoided. Oh, this could have been avoided if we didn't if we didn't listen to people who are constantly wrong. And that, but also I'm talking like. It wouldn't have even been a thing. I think. I think if we had kept to uh, space and science being like the most important thing we could yeah. be doing in the seventies, and people had a much better baseline understanding of how science works, then by today we would have a world where people would understand that epidemiologists just make stuff up for attention yeah, because yeah. that, like, an epidemiologist is rooting for the virus. Because the only way you get to study epidemiology is by, is having, by having a huge swaths of the population pandemic. die. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, they're like, oh, flu's going to be real bad this year. 
They're like a gambler in Vegas. They're like, come on! But they're playing. They're playing um, the no, no pass line. The no yeah. pass bar. Uh-huh. They're not pay, playing the pass line with everyone else at the table. Everyone yeah. else at the table is like, come on, seven. And epidemiologists are like, come on, three or two or twelve. <laughs> come on! And everyone's like, fuck you, dude. Yep. What yep. the fuck is your problem? And then this time he's like, we're gonna get a two. We're gonna get a two. And everyone was like, fucking get my chips off the table. <laughs> this guy's saying we're gonna get a two. He can see the future. <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes out and it's just a fucking eight. And you're yeah. like, that's yeah, an eight easy. And, uh, but now you can't bet. It's a weird version of crap. So yeah. you can't join in any time. <laughs> now your money's not on the pass line anymore. So the fucking economy's fucked and your whole craps yeah. game is ruined for the rest of the yeah. fucking decade. Yep. That's a gambling analogy for all you gamblers <laughs> out there. But yeah, uh, there's another, there's a, there's a launch on Wednesday. I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Uh, and I think they said we're we're trying to get back to the moon by 2024. 2020. That's okay. Eh, that's respectable. Yeah. Yeah. We have two Saturn fives just fucking laying on their sides. Go put those back together. They'll make it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Can, like, just put throw your fucking Dragon X capsule on top and fire yeah. that fucker at the moon. How hard could it possibly be? We did it in the 60s. I know. We did it in the 60s. We when did it com- in 60s with computers that now would fit in a the fucking tip of our finger no 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 no. we did it in the 60s when computers weren't a thing they were it was it was a computer there was a computer on the the apollo space okay but like computers weren't a thing you know what i mean yeah that was basically a fancy abacus the computer on on the apollo was basically a fancy abacus yeah you know there's a project to restore that code and rebuild it so that we can understand how that computer worked because everyone's forgotten over the yeah, last I 50 bet. years we we'd get more power out of a TI-83. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like that is that is unfathomable how we went from that to well, I hope we can go back to the moon in another 4 years. Yeah. You'd think you and also you'd like go back to 1968, right? Yeah. 1968, you're right on the verge of man walking on the moon. Yeah. It's still a, it's still a toss up. Is going to be yeah. us is going to yeah. be the Russians. And you go do you think how how much work do you think it's going to be to go to the moon in 2024? And the people have been like, I think we're going to the moon every fucking day. Yeah, exactly. We got colonies on the moon in 2024. Like, guess what? We don't. We don't. <laughs> no flying cars. No hoverboards. No lenticular hats. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Uh, I started replaying Spider Man again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. New game plus on Ultimate Difficulty. Been having some fun, and I st- it made me start to think about what I want out of the sequel. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, what I want is more suits. I think that's. I mean, that's, that's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. But I want, I want more playable characters who have powers. I be- and I believe that's what they're aiming for. Which I think, considering the end of the first one, yeah. Well, with Miles, and uh, I'm pretty, I, I'm, and I'm fairly certain they're going to add um, Harry as Venom. Not playable. See, I want him to be playable, even if it's an unlock for in DLC because I yeah, think, I yeah. think the way your, your venom plays and the way your Spider-Man plays are going to totally be very different, different very, as opposed to like miles well, Morales. Ultimate Spider-Man and, had that. Yeah. The, the cell shaded one after yeah. Spider-Man two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but I think like miles and Peter are going to play pretty much the exact same. Well, um, if the, if the power, if the comic powers are anything to go by, uh, they're just going to have miles do all the sneaking missions. Because he can turn invisible. Yeah. And he's got like a, ta- a built in taser fingers. 
The uh, I'd also like to see Black Cat is in the DLC. You don't get mm-hmm. to play as her. I think she would be fun to play as. I think instead of going for Black Cat, they might they might go for um, Spider Gwen or Ghost Spider, as she's known now. Yeah, I could go for that. The uh, any anything like that. I want to see more of the villains. I don't want to see any of the same villains we had. I don't in this think one. we're going to get any of the same. I think villains. all new villains. There's so many. He's so got many great. So, Spider Man's got so many great villains. But I, I don't want them to do the thing like uh, Arkham, the Arkham games, where it's like Joker, Joker. Here's Arkham Origins, where it's Black Mask. Nope, Joker. And now here's uh, I mean Arkham Arkham Knight, where it's it's totally not Jason Todd, and also you're just battling your own internal image of the Joker. Joker. It's like fuck. It's been four games. He's got so many other bad guys. Didn't the main bad guy die at the end of one? At the end of one, what? Or no, no, he gets arrested. Who? In Spider Man. Uh, the game's been out for like two years now. We can spoil it. Yeah, he get, he just gets arrested. He gets arrested. Okay. It's Doctor um, Oct- it's, Octopus. It's Doc- you know it. You know at the fucking beginning of the game. The it's like game. I'm working for Doctor Octo Octavius. Unless you've never ingested any Spider Man material material ever. So the other thing, and I don't know, I'm not exactly sure how they, they could do this. I think maybe they could write it into the story. I want Peter working for the Daily Bugle again, taking photos. And I want the photos that you take as a player for your gallery to be the photos that you submit to the Daily Bugle. And you can like literally go to a newsstand and buy the paper. And it, for missions, yeah. That'd be great. And it, I mean, you would just add that into a texture file. And yeah. so like any any boss mission... Uh, it wouldn't necessarily take away points, but you would get a bonus, like a photography XP bonus, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred points, yeah. to go in and submit your photos during the boss battle. In and it's like B- Batman fights the Vulture, and or not Batman, Spider Man <laughs> fights the Vulture, and there it is on the yeah Spider Man yeah. Thread or Menace. So anytime you do like little busts, you take your photos and you go submit them, and then you're constantly doing the photo thing. Because awesome. I think that was a fun part of that's a fun part of a lot of the Spider Man stories is making Peter Parker, Parker the photojournalist for Spider Man yeah. for Spider Man and the way he'd like place he cameras up, up to cameras, do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to because that was an add on. That wasn't part of the disc game. That was a update that they released the, the photo mode. Yeah, it was a day one update. It was a day one update. So I don't. It wasn't like in the code core. It wasn't the core, it wasn't of, the, core, it wasn't of, the part of the core of the game. But now it has to be but a core people, part people, of the game. People it, love it. People loved it. It's one of the better. It's one of the best photo modes there is. Uh yeah, it one hundred percent is. There's some. There's some uh, other photo modes that um, that aren't better, but they have different uh, mechanics. I would say. Yeah. Like there's some photo modes where you can change um, the skybox. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can change the the sun. You know, you can rotate the sun. See, that's to be wherever you want it. That is one thing that I do want them to expand in photo mode. I want to be able to change my suit in photo mode. Okay, I, I don't want to have to exit photo yep. mode, yep. change suits, and then go back in. Yes. So if I'm like in a pose, but I'm like playing as as the goofy underpants uh-huh. suit Spider Man's like that. I don't, that doesn't look cool. I want to yeah. switch it to Scarlet Spider. Yeah, I can just go boop swap. I want to be able. To at least once you've beaten the game, because once you've beaten the game, you're just trapped in this like very bright, uh, bright daytime. Oh, that's right. Yep. Near sunset, uh, Manhattan, which looks great, but then all your photos are the same. Whereas during the course of the game, you have like stormy weather and cloudy weather and sun and nighttime. I want to be able to adjust that, and maybe not like in photo mode, but be it to be able to go like I want to go patrol at night. I want to go patrol during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I felt like that was lacking um 
I want to see more gadgets, and I want to see gadgets combined together in interesting ways. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I want them to dump some of the lame gadgets, like the yep. spider uh, drone drones. Those sucked. The, yeah. It was it was fun for the bomb missions where you would like scuttle around when you play oh, yeah, as yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but like just deploying it in combat. Sometimes I would just go deploy all four of them just to get guys off my back, but it was never as satisfying as like hitting a guy with a trip mine and yeah. seeing him trip mine into another guy. Yeah. The trip mine was fun. Trip mine's uh, one of my favorite weapons. blast is so good. I want to see them do uh, a little bit more to make it not seem like Spider-Man is ruthlessly murdering everyone <laughs> that he encounters on the rooftops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess with with going to the next to the new console, they could probably do a little bit more uh a little bit more with uh him like throwing out a web to catch to catch a dude. Yeah, well they they do it where if you knock someone off a building, he will like ricochet into the into the side of the wall and but, have webs on him, yeah. But it's like you just stop the downward momentum and then had this <laughs> Like I don't, I'm not a physicist, right? Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. understand inertia and the fact that if you uh, <laughs> fire a guy, if you a guy drops a hundred feet, yeah, he yeah. accelerates thirty two feet per second. Yeah, per every per every second. So after a hundred feet, he's going like a hundred fifty feet per second. Uh-huh. And then you suddenly change that momentum from downwards to sideways. Yeah, you, you know you can't lose it. <laughs> <laughs> and he plows in the side of the building. That dude's a dead He's red mist. He's he, he becomes red mist. Uh, that's how Gwen Stacy died. <laughs> yeah, her neck snapped. So what I what I think I think that they probably played with that because they didn't. In my mind, what it should do is the second a dude goes over the edge, he should just get webbed right to the side because that's a hard fall, but that's a survivable hard fall. Yeah, yeah. But I I feel like they didn't want you to like blast a guy just to a different level of a roof and have him not lose out on that fighting yeah so they kind of pick but i think what would be really cool is if you a guy's falling right and two webs shoot out of him he just gets hung in the middle yeah because then he's not crashing anything he's not dead uh i wanted to show i want to show you this photo i feel like i feel like we're on joe rogan now (laughs) i want to show you this photo that I, i took when i was playing uh either yesterday or today and you tell me whether or not this guy is 100% dead or not. <laughs> this is fun. We Jamie, through- pull this up. <laughs> <laughs> we looked through these uh, the, the other day when Trucking and Tucking was here. Yeah, because uh, I, I went through them for the first time, and I was like, oh, wow, some of these are really, really good. Yeah. So here's a story in three parts, right? Okay. That's a guy stuck to the side of a car. Yeah. And then uh, that's me lifting the car. Uh-huh. But th- that's me lifting. <laughs> and you can see his little feet there. Yeah, yeah. You, you shove the car over onto the side that the guy was webbed onto. And, and now that guy is pinned under the car. Yeah, he's got an Escalade on his back. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> this one, this one's pretty great. We are about, uh, we are about on one of the <laughs> tallest buildings in the game. <laughs> Those two dudes are dead. That's a really cool photo. Those two dudes are dead. Those two dudes are 100% dead. Uh, where's the one? Oh, this is the one I was looking for. Oh, he's he he dead. That guy is way up there. He dead. But then it shot him in, and he he clipped through this wall. So yeah, is he's, that <laughs> his head on the top? Yeah, that's his or, head on the top with his feet dangling, his knees totally locked. His the top of his head is pointing towards the sole of his the soles of his feet. Like that's that's what, not good. What happened was he was in this position hanging in the air, and then. 
when it zipped him in, it zipped him in head first into the wall. That guy's dead. <laughs> He's dead. So I need to do a better job of that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a fun. I t- I did this one again because I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So turn tragedy to comedy. I I do like the game. I don't love the game, and I hope that the next one's better. I do too. So uh, with that said, why, why don't we jump into some issues, Tim? What's your All first right. issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Opening the floodgates. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, this seems like you should have brought it in last May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we actually were getting when Tulsa went underwater. Yeah. <laughs> very, very slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, what I'm talking about is uh, so we got the news. that The Snyder Cut is real and is happening last week. Yeah. And uh, that opened the floodgates for uh, everyone else to be like, uh, can I get a director's cut too? <laughs> so oh, all these directors are saying it. David Ayer, the guy that directed the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's like, my my director's cut is real because apparently his cut is was different than what the studio put out. Put out yeah. Um, That's the thing is like movies. I mean, look at. Uh, wherever my Star Trek DVDs are, I think they're over on one of those shows. Those are all director's cuts because they're movies that had demand for a director's cut to be made. Yes. Nobody wants to wanted to see suicide squad. (laughs) And of the people that did see suicide squad, none of them are going to buy your cut. No. Uh, so that was the first one I heard of. The next one I heard of was, uh, apparently Paul Feig. Oh yeah, I saw that. Has his director's I got a cut. Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Like, oh wow! I bet that's even less watchable than the original. Three and a half hours. Ghostbusters cut. Yeah, there's a whole. There's a. You haven't which, seen it. Which no, I still haven't seen it. Which by the way, I started. I I just came with us today. I'm calling it Feigbusters. Feigbusters. <laughs> uh, there's a whole dance sequence in the third act that was completely deleted from the original. I remember cut. it from the trailers. Yeah, and. Uh, or previews. So yeah. there's the end of the movie. The Ghostbuster ladies are all going through this crowd of people. They're like posed. in Times Square. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it makes no sense, but because there was a huge, there was it was they talk about it as if it's Cuban Pete from The Mask, which is a movie that's already very whimsical and fun. Yeah. And then they do the big dance number as a joke. Yes. But in a movie where you've they already kind of established that, yeah. I danced the rumba, rumba beat. beat. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great sequence. It's a great part of that movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. It, Ch- chicky boom, chick, chicky boom. <laughs> all by itself. Yep. A- absolutely amazing movie. Yep. Um, your movie is not that good, Paul Feig. It's Do you get near. that? Do you get it now, Paul Feig? <laughs> it's nowhere near as good. Uh, yeah, and then and then there's all these articles that are like, 10 director cuts we want to see. Uh, 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 Ridley Scott needs to make his 11th director's cut of Blade Runner. Jesus Christ. Here's here's the thing with director's cuts. Um, the director is usually not what makes the movie good. Wow. Now, and now, now I say that if, if the director is the person that had no input or that didn't develop the script... Did you uh-huh. know? Because there are directors out there that are more like creators, right? Yeah, where they they have they, an idea 
they develop it from start to finish. They develop, they, they have an idea. Uh, they start writing a script. Maybe they have a friend with that. They know that's a script writer, write the script with them. Something like Christopher Nolan, right? Where he yeah. was, he was, if you look at Batman begins, he was working himself on models of yes. the Batmobile. Yeah. He's developing the story yep. with his, with, uh, with his brother. Go- was it? No, I thought the first one was David S. Goyer. First one was David S. Goyer, but yeah. the, the last two he did with his brother. So the two of them are in the garage and they're, they're looking at art and like, it's a whole Genesis of the yeah. universe and the idea through or, one uh, guy. Guillermo del Toro. Also right? a great example. He's, he's a creator, right? He has an idea. And so now some movies true, he, uh, both of these guys, I think some movies like they get attached to, they, they just directed eventually. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but usually like the director, the, usually the director, director's a person who can communicate to actors to yes. tell them how to act well. Yes. Yeah. That's their role. Like they're pe- not a visionary. Usually not. Usually not. Um, like sometimes, like like in the other, like like when we were like when like we were Joss saying. Whedon, Joss Whedon's good at getting things out of actors. Yeah, he's not really good at like building the world and editing. I don't know. Uh, didn't he? I mean, he did uh, all of Buffy, didn't he? He did the first few seasons of Buffy. Uh, he created it though. Yeah, I mean, he's created series. Yeah, but he's eventually he hand he handed off pieces too. Yeah, editors and writers and yeah. this and that. So that's different than like building the like he didn't make the Avengers, right? Yeah, exactly. He came into a property that was being put together, and he was obviously the best choice for the first Avengers film, Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And but he was because he could work together those stories well and work those actors together well. Yeah, and create something but it, i mean he still handed it off to an editor who edited it there's of course no director's cut of, of course. The avengers and even 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 if he's he's in there in the editing room and you know having a discussion with them and talking about you know yeah which usually directors do um it's still like the direct the director just happens to be it's because in the old days the director did much more yeah right now we've we've all we've unionized the shit out of the film industry um, since the seventies, and the director has become more or less the acting coach you know, coach <laughs> of the movie. But for some reason, we still give um we give their role in the process a, so much weight. So much weight. I mean, that's why their title is the last one uh, or first or one. first yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think it's one thing. It's one thing for like the Snyder cut, right? Where fans as retarded as they may have been. Yeah. were demanding this and a company saw some amount of marketability. Yes. In giving it to them behind a paywall uh-huh. where maybe they can keep them as a money source. Yes. Uh, I don't know how well it's going to work out for him, but I, that is WB's motives. I'm sure. Yes. There's no altruistic executive. Who's like, I really wanted to see the Zack Snyder version too. Uh, I can see that, right? Yeah. They yeah. can see this momentum. I think some of it was manufactured, but they can see yeah. this momentum that's building 
and they're going to go ahead and get on that horse because they are so desperate for something to work out yeah, for them. For, if, for literally anything. Because literally the most, I mean, the best hits they've had in that has been Shazam. And Wonder and Woman. And Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which... Like Everyone, Wonder Woman, I can I could see. Wonder Woman was all politics because that is not a good movie. No, but but I could, but I mean just based on the name, I could see. Yeah, you know what? If you well, had, it's the same way any Batman movie is going to make two hundred million dollars. Exactly. But Shazam, yeah, Shazam was a was a a surprise success. So yeah. so that I can see. But when directors are like, "Hey, I want to do mine. I want to do mine," it's kind of pathetic. Yeah, like imagine if Zack Snyder had spent the last four years being like, "Oh, my my version of this is way better than what you saw in the theaters," uh-huh. and then the movie comes, the director's cut comes out, it's like, "No, this still sucks." Yeah, here's the thing: is like, here's the the other part of it is that uh, most ninety nine percent of director's cuts, yeah, add things, yeah, and I don't think there's a single movie that has ever been made, uh that could do with added added material added material yeah whereas most movies you can cut five or ten minutes out of and make them and make them better that's a really good point it's like uh terminator 2 we watched terminator we watched the theatrical cut of terminator 2 yeah absolutely incredible movie seen that cut hundreds of times yeah when it came in on dvd they did a special extended edition where they added in a couple of the deleted scenes and what the deleted scenes do add is essentially uh, it adds a little bit more backstory uh, for Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. She has dreams of Kyle Reese. Yeah. Yeah. It adds a scene where the T-1000 searches the house of uh, John uh, Connor's his foster his parents, foster parents yeah. and kills his dog. Yes, that's right. Uh, and it adds a scene where they pull the where the Terminator says, "Yeah, I'm a learning computer, but I'm in read only mode." Yep. And you, they have to pull the chip out of his brain and switch the switch on it and put it back in. And during that, John and Sarah have a argument, and he's like, "If I'm supposed to be such a great leader, why don't you fucking listen to me, bitch?" <laughs> it's a good scene. It's a great yeah. scene, and it's also a great special effect because it's a shot in a mirror. Yes, and it's actually shot with doubles. a set of doubles, yeah. and it's incredible. Yeah. Like it looks great. Uh, but ultimately you can just be like, I'm a learning computer and then do the scene where John teaches him how to say no problemo. And they also cut the scene where the T the TH 50 tries to learn how to smile, which is one of the funniest moments in Arnold Schwarzenegger's (laughs) entire filmography is him trying to smile. Uh, and I think that's a bad, I think there's a couple of scenes where they add where about the Dyson family mm-hmm. and it's, it, they're good. It's good. The yeah. expanded edition. I like watching it too. It's just as good, yeah. but you're really not missing anything with those scenes not being there. Yeah. Not exactly. at all. No. Um, the only thing I'll forgive a director's cut for in adding is adding to clarify a point that was maybe missed in the larger version that maybe people asked about. Like, oh, there's, there's a big problem exactly. here. Right, it's like, right. well, yeah, there was a scene that explained that and for, for whatever the reason they cut, cut it because they, yeah. they didn't like the pacing or they'll rearrange scenes sometimes. So fucking shit comes out way out of order. Yeah. And it's like, why did this happen? Oh, they weren't supposed to. Like with the Justice League, that is one thing. Uh that would have made that movie better. It would have made it good. It would have improved it is the editing. Yeah. Cause I remember watching it with you and like, there's a mo- there's a scene in the middle that is the opening to any other act, any other movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, it was like 35 minutes in, and we're like, this should have been the big like fuck all that. Yeah. Just start the movie right here. Way Here's better. the thing. Here's the thing. If if Zack Snyder would have gone out and been like, uh, 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 my director's cut of Batman Five Superman uh, is much better. It uh, the studio put out a bloated piece of shit with uh, uh, you know, with a uh, incomprehensible story and yeah. characters that don't make any sense. Uh, my cut is all the good stuff. <laughs> I'd be like. Yeah, release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah. But uh No, it's a six hour mess. <laughs> he want it's was it said it's gonna be like six forty five minute yeah. TV episode yeah. things, which um Which also breaks apart your narrative in a way that makes it yes. no longer make any sense because And not well not only that, but now he has now they he has to break it up into forty five minute chunks to make it work into that. Which is a terrible idea. Unless, unless they're just gonna, you know, forty one through forty five, and it ends, and then of course someone's gonna be like, uh, Reddit user Snyder fan sixty nine sixty nine four x twenty twenty seventy six billion bullshit fucker, and <laughs> together all of the the HBO Max clips into one big long six hour video. Yeah, that's Zack Snyder's true vision, but you can't yeah. watch it because YouTube took it down. <laughs> So like I see the Collider article already. Yeah. So like speaking of Snyder, I have I own the Watchmen uh, Ultimate Cut. Yes. Which is I like that he uses the Ultimate Cut a lot because he did that with Batman Five Superman too, the Ultimate Cut, really? which added on thirty minutes. And uh, well, boy, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth watching that film. And but I I understand why he I understand the Ultimate Cut of the Watchmen though, right? Because did you ever read the Watchmen? N- no, but I know vaguely about it. Okay. So uh, when Watch when the Watchmen movie came out, um, they also put out a uh, a DVD thing that was the tales from the what's the name the name of the ship. Anyways, in the in the book, there's like uh, these sh- this short uh, serialized story. Oh, it's like the comic book inside this the move inside yes. the comic. Yeah. Yes, they put out an animated version of that story. Yeah. And so the ultimate cut uh puts that in where it is in the comic book. Okay. Uh cuz it's an allegory thing. Yeah. Um and is also the the director's cut. Yeah, the uh So it ends up being four and a half hours long. Oh god, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the Lord of the Rings, the super extended editions uh-huh. of pe- people are proud of themselves for watching those. It's yeah. like Man, I lost my copies of Lord of the Rings. I don't give a fuck about Lord That's of the Rings. That's the other thing anymore. is that a lot of di- the, these director cuts happen to be uh, with uh, stuff that has lore or yeah. you know has stuff that is adapted. Well, like the Batman, the Batman Five Superman Ultimate Cut. I watched that that one, and I was like, "Wow, this movie sucked. None of this made any sense." And they were like, "Oh, it's a lot better in the ultimate cut. It's longer and it makes more." Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "Okay, well, fuck it. I'll give the ultimate cut a try." I go on my torrent client, Batman Five Superman Ultimate Cut, cut download, and it's like, "Do you want to save in this folder, Batman Five Superman Ultimate Cut?" I've already got a folder called it. Go and look in the folder. <laughs> That's the one. You That's watch. the one I watched. <laughs> that movie sucks, <laughs> man. Yeah, I. D- these directors like Paul Feig, like, dude, 
no amount of more material is going to save your Ghostbusters no. film. It's a disaster from start to finish. It's a disaster from the concept stage. And it's a disaster because you are not a good director. Yeah. You let your fucking uh, actors run wild on yeah. set, do whatever they wanted, and you just kept rolling film. <laughs> Fortunately, it was shot digitally, so it didn't cost them for every fucking second the cameras were rolling, which, again, is a reason why your movie sucks. I think... It's like uh, how um, how I... What is it? Dr. Strangelove, how I stopped worrying and love to learn to love the, the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's another cut of that movie that exists somewhere. Of course. Where it's done seriously. Do you know about this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because uh uh Kurt Kurt what's the who's the director? Um Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick, uh in in order to get real actors to, yes. to be in his movie. Yes. Um, he told them they were doing a serious movie. Yeah. So they would do they would do three takes basically. Mm -hmm. They would do a rehearsal take that was serious. Yeah. Then they do uh, and he'd be like, just for fun, like, we're gonna do it. And Peter Sellers knew. Yes. But yes. nobody else knew. And like just just you know so to loosen everyone up, we're gonna do one and just kind of go crazy, like go way over the top. Yeah. yeah. And they did. They <laughs> shot that one, and that's the movie we get. Yes. And then they shot one. And it was like, all right, now we're going to do it for real. We got kind of got the, the bugs out. Mm -hmm. And so there's a serious version of that movie that huh. probably exists that would be somewhere. Interesting. That would be interesting to that watch. That would be an interesting one to watch. I think all of this started with Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. Yep. Where yep. through using all kinds of archival footage. But that was a movie where he had filmed it and then they booted him. Yes. And had someone re-edit the ending yep. to Superman 1 and then reshot <laughs> Superman 2. Yes. With a vaguely changed script. Yeah. And stupid shit like Superman the throwing his ass. Yeah. Uh, and so they fans knew about that. Like there are scenes that were in that that version of his version of the movie that were in the storybook and stuff that weren't in the actual movies. Yeah. And people are like, yeah. what's the deal here? And finally, like the myth and they're like, here. Uh, I think it was like six million dollars they used to Gosh. edit that together yeah. and yeah. redo the special effects. And I think that was that was uh, the th first thread when we pulled on it allowed this sweater to unravel, and now we have the Snyder cut coming. Yeah, and eventually the Feig cut, <laughs> Feig Busters, to be re released alongside of uh, whatever this new one is that's never coming so out. So we'll eventually we'll have the DC Cinematic Universe, and then we'll have like the DC Director's Cut Cinematic <laughs> Universe, totally different Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <sighs> Uh, no, my movie is actually a sequel to Zack Snyder's director's cut <laughs> of Batman Five Superman, but uh, and not Justice League or the director's cut of Justice League. <laughs> like, yeah, this is really, really, really confusing. Yeah, that's, that's another good thing that Marvel has done is no director's cuts. You're making Marvel movies; these are our movies. Exactly, we make like, them. Like you can, you can, you you can fault them for that. And I know some people don't like that. There's no style. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, their style is the Marvel style. Yeah, um, there's little there's little bits of style here and there. Yes, some yes. some directors can slip it through, but yeah. largely, yeah, there's no style. But you also don't want to have these movies that are hugely tonally different exactly. when they're all supposed to be in the same. Like imagine imagine if you had Batman 1989, and then Batman Forever, and then right. Batman Returns, and it'd be like what. 
what the fuck happened in the middle there? <laughs> that would be the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a that's why. And for hopefully, no one's ever like, oh, you want to see the uh, who was the guy that was originally supposed to do Ant Man? Uh, Edgar Wright. Uh, Edgar Wright. Like, yeah. Release the Edgar Wright cut. Like, <laughs> I didn't even film this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically what the Snyder cut was. Is was. Yeah. It's not what it's going to be, but the the people that were that said hashtag release the Snyder Cut thought that all this pre production like right all the stuff that they yeah all the 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 uh, production art like, the Blob's gonna be in the first X Men movie yeah yeah nope. they're gonna have Krang <laughs> we we never got uh, live action Krang no nor did we get a Modoc. I'm sure they're coming. Uh, Eventually, they're going to run out of some shit. You're thinking of Kang, not Krang. Krang is the The Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles ones, yeah. yeah. I thought you were thinking of Kang. I was thinking of Krang. (laughs) We never got a live-action Krang. In any of the Ninja Turtles movies either, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. That's a good issue, Tim. Thank you. Well, uh, here's what I don't get. Working under the gallows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the management at my work are some of the dumbest people I think I've ever met. <laughs> at, maybe not dumb. I don't think they're they're dumb and unintelligent, but no. I think they lack any uh, empathy or tact. Yeah. Which I people tell me a lot that I don't have any empathy because I want grandma's dead. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so last Tuesday in a prediction that I called, what, two months ago? Yeah. Because I'm... I'm really good at this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just put me in a chair. <laughs> Just put me in a chair, like in the Matrix, yeah. you know, the room where the, the, the architect. architect is, right? <laughs> Just all these TVs on, and I'll just sit there, and I will tell you the future. Yeah. Because I am right all the time. <laughs> so, uh, like, mandatory meeting. And every time they throw mandatory on meetings that are already mandatory to begin with, it's like, oh, here comes the bad news. Yep. Sure enough, it's like, uh, yeah. So, uh, June thirtieth, you're all you're all fired. Every one of you, <laughs> shut down. But you still got to come to work for the entire month of May and June. Yeah, and do nothing on the clock. Yeah, because as long as we're paying you, we're gonna get some of this time out of you. <laughs> so Friday, I had to go to work. Yeah. Uh, because we're now on a rotation of one of us in a day. Uh huh. So you're working one day. So you're working one day a week. I think it's technically the most I've ever been paid in my entire life. (laughs) If you, if you factor in that, I get paid for 40 hour work week for showing up to work for eight hours. Yeah. Uh, Uh, that is an astounding amount of money an hour for the next month, month and a half. Yeah. Uh, to a building that is not going to be open to the public until, quote, phase five of the reopening, uh-huh. which is stupid to begin and with. You, you can't spend any budget. Can't spend any money. They have confiscated my company card. It's like, at this point, fucking take my keys, too. I mean, yeah. Like, what? And not only, and then after, and then at the end of June, it just stops. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, go in there and dis- disinfect all of our consoles. Like, uh, why? 
Yeah. They haven't been touched in two months. Yeah. So it let's let's say, let's I'll humor you, right? <laughs> Someone had Kung Flu and came in and directly just like the last the last day that we were open. You were open. It was just like <laughs> just like fucking spittle yeah. and germs all over the consoles. Every one of them in the building. Every fucking Every one of single them. one. As an act of malice. As an act of malice. <laughs> and then just walked out, right? Yeah. That was two months ago. Yep. You're telling me that I'm fired on June 30th, which is in another month and a half. Yes. Which means if I'm fired, no one's coming in to do shows. Uh-huh. And you're saying that it may be fall, but it's probably not until January that we reopen and I may get rehired. Yeah. Right. So we're looking. So you're, so, so you're not getting furloughed. I'm getting furloughed. Okay. Okay. But uh, anyway, ten months, right? Yeah. Yeah. In their in their worst case scenario, they're saying it's been ten months. Why the fuck am I disconnecting a console? <laughs> because uh, the CDC announced today that hey, we thought everyone already knew this. Which was like, I don't remember what the exact phrasing was, yeah. but it was something along the lines of, oh, we should have, we thought we said this like four weeks ago. Um, it doesn't transfer on surfaces. <laughs> like once it's on a surface, it, it, you can get it, but yeah. not really that likely. Yeah. I feel like 10 months is a pretty good amount of time to let it die. <laughs> so considering that it, uh, that sunlight kills it. Well, there's no sunlight inside a theater. I'll give them that. No, but I'm pretty sure the, uh, uh, like, this isn't how science works, but I'm pretty sure the in the 10 months, uh, I'm pretty sure there is a minuscule amount of sunlight that gets in that building. Yeah. Like, like underneath the cracks of the doors. Well, I mean, it and just, bounces around. It's, it's like any living, any living thing, right? It needs, it needs resources in order to stay alive yeah. and viruses just replicate. They replicate and then they die. Yeah. So they have that half-life where they're alive, but not infecting. And if they don't infect anything in that time, they die. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's less than 10 months. <laughs> so I'm just like, why am I doing this fucking busy work? So then my other coworker is like, oh yeah, uh, I'm going to come in and, and work on this thing and I need your help. Uh, do you, what day do you want to do it? And I'm like, I don't want to do it on your day. I want to do it on my day. Yeah, yeah. So I show up on my day, make coffee. I had to, f- no, no one's made coffee in like <laughs> fucking two, three, two, three months. Yeah. So, but we left the coffee maker plugged in. It's a bun, bunomatic coffee maker, right? Yeah. The way that it makes coffee is not like your drip at home, right? Where you put in fresh water yeah. and it drips through. This one has a reservoir. And when you put in a pot of water, the reservoir flows over of already hot water okay. and then goes into your thing. Yeah. And then the, it balances back out and no more water comes out. Okay. Well, if you leave the heating element on in the reservoir for two months, the water just evaporates, evaporates. all out. Yeah. So this fucker was empty and I am just pouring pot <laughs> after pot. And I knew it. I knew that it was empty, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm pouring pot after pot of water waiting for this fucking <laughs> thing to cycle through until finally I get a whole pot of clean water, like just warm yeah, water yeah. out the other side. I'm like, now it's ready for coffee. It took like 45 minutes to make coffee, <laughs> which is an insane <laughs> amount of time. So I make the coffee and I'm like, huh, my coworker's not here. Well, maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's coming in at nine, not eight. Yeah. I of course came in at like eight 45. Yeah. Or 745. Uh, so I drink coffee. Nine o'clock rolls around. I'm drinking more coffee. And I know, I know his routine. He parks in the, he parks in 
uh, he parks, comes up to, to the office. Yeah. Then he leaves the office and goes out and smokes. Okay. He does this every day. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why is he not coming by to smoke? Maybe, maybe he decided. Maybe he's waiting for me in the office, thinking we would make coffee and then go out and yeah. go in the office. Nobody nope. there. <laughs> My boss also not there. Said yeah. he would. Said he would be in, not in. Uh, I text him. Oh, I, I forgot. I came in yesterday. Like, <laughs> well, if I'd known you had come in, I would have brought my own shit to work on. So I went home and got my uh, got stuff to make my little switch control panel in my car. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, what the fuck? So I'm standing around doing nothing. I'm supposed to be like eager to get work done for you people uh-huh. who have you. I mean, it's like being in prison and they're like, all right, guys, uh, we got to uh, stabilize the foundations here on the gallows. That way you're <laughs> hanging next week. We'll uh, go real quick. Yeah. Uh, so everybody come around here and we're going to dig this up. It's like, fuck <laughs> you. I'm not fucking helping dig my own grave. Get fucked. Can't take any sick time because they stole all that from us. So yeah. it's just like, just yeah, show up five more times and sit there. And uh, every, t- every time you leave work, take a little bit more of your stuff home. That yeah. way none of your shit is here when the, when the things end. It's like, man, fuck off. After, after, and, and the other thing that's astounding to me is like the people that have been selected to not leave, it feels really suspicious. Yeah. I'm going to get into that in a mini sode, but, mm. uh, the, the way they do things, cause they did this before when we went private, when we changed our management. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, the Friday afternoon. They sent out an email Friday at like three thirty. <laughs> uh, mandatory meeting Wednesday five o'clock. We're gonna close the box office early. Everyone needs to be there. It's very, very, very important that everybody needs to be there. Yeah. Friday, right? So all weekend, you know what everyone was thinking. And the other thing is the way, and I'll get in this in a mini issue too. The way some people already knew what the meeting was about. Yeah. And some people didn't. It just kind of felt like uh a real big fuck you. Cause of course people in my side who didn't know what the meeting was about already spent all weekend thinking, well, we're all getting but, fired on Wednesday. Yep. Yep. Cause they have no empathy or tact. They're just like, yep. Uh, fuck you guys. Here's a sword of Damocles to hang over your heads. <laughs> and, uh, you just keep coming in here and doing busy work. Cause we're paying for this shit. I would get it. I would get it. If they had a plan of something for me to do. Yeah. Like, why am I'm supposed to come up with ideas to make your building better. Fuck you. <laughs> you you just told me I don't matter. Yeah. I'm not an important enough member of the team to keep on for two months to just to work on maintenance. But for these fucking five shifts, yeah, you're oh yeah, you're a real important part of the team. And we gotta work on the no fuck off. Yep. If if it was really that important to you, you wouldn't furlough me. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Yep. Yeah, so uh talk about phoning it in. Man. I'm waiting for them to come in and be like, you didn't do anything on any of these days. Like, sure didn't. Well, you're fired. I go, okay. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to be anyway. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And, and all of it. And that's also like, I'm angry with my management, but it's not entirely their fault no, because no. we're in this position because every put, because people in New York don't want to put on shows. Yeah. And then that trickles down to fucking local community theater. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to do shows. We're afraid. Like what the fuck? What's the fuck's there to be afraid of? Have you read anything? 
even even if the mayor got his head out of his fucking tiny little sphincter of a faggot mm-hmm. ass and f- was like, oh, you know what? This phase reopening's fucking dumb. There's only 5,000 cases in the entirety of the state of Oklahoma. It's not that fucking bad. Even if he did that tomorrow, we still wouldn't have shows for six months because no. nobody takes, wants to present any shows yeah. because they're like, oh, gathering 2,000 people. Oh, oh, 300 people, 10 people, six feet, 100 feet. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> we don't even fucking know. We're just dancing like fucking puppets. Oh, oh. Wear a mask. Oh, oh. Don't wear a mask. Oh. Like, fucking think for yourselves. Just like... Uh, we have people who don't think for themselves. So all these dominoes cascade and it's just like, Oh yeah, fuck it. Your whole industry's gone because, because Andrew Como decided to send old people into, into, into nursing, nursing homes. homes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's just, it, it, it was, it was dominoes. They knocked over that first domino. And I said, when they fucking were lining up, we just need to knock over this one domino. I was like, this is going to be cause a big fucking problem. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Now here we are in a big, a big a fuck a problem, Tim. <laughs> a big a problem. Yeah. And I, I get to stand on the hill and go, I fucking told you people. I said it. Which does feel good, but yeah. is ultimately pointless because the next time it comes around, it's going to be like, we got to knock over the domino. Remember the last time we knocked over the domino and it went real bad? Well, this time it could be real bad if we don't knock over the domino and everyone's going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Because <laughs> there's no way to be. There's no way to be proven wrong. If you're too careful. Yes. I mean, yes. There, there is, but you can you can justify it every I mean that's why they're they're saying oh the lockdowns work cuz no because the death rates not 2 million I saw a study where they were like uh the original IMHE model uh-huh. says that it was going to be 2.2 million deaths that's a fact so our study looks at that number and compares it to this number and determined that lockdowns work yeah. it's like but that number was wrong like <laughs> you're just starting it's like, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to we're I did a study. I took some I took some green spray paint out and just sprayed it in the air and painted the grass green because at the beginning of my study, I believed the grass is purple. And now the grass is green. Now the grass is green. So it must have worked. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> like the most useless superhero on earth. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome, everybody, man. He, just, he, does, <laughs> he starts from a, a, f- a flawed premise, does nothing, and then declares saw, victory. Yeah, and I saw something the other, the other day that said there was like, uh, heard you guys are real thirsty, so yeah. uh, collapse the Keystone Dam and put it Tulsa. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> and then he flies off into the sky. It's just like, what the, the fuck? St- the states that never locked down have better, uh, have, have, have lesser infection rates than the states that did. <laughs> yeah, because. People are fucking cooped up inside. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that, that plus that uh, the majority of cases after the lockdown came from people spreading it to each other in their houses. Yeah. 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 It's because it, from what I've read, it doesn't just take like if you and I met for five seconds. Yeah. You're not going to get it. No. But if you and I spend an hour together, yeah. your percentage of getting is much higher. Much higher. Now, you think you live in a house with some people, you're constantly exposed uh-huh. to them. That's you're how constantly you, touching the same things they're touching. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get it. Yeah. And this whole, there was some, there was some idiot on Twitter who was like, 
I I took this petri dish and I coughed on it, and I took this petri dish and I coughed on it while wearing a mask. And see, this one grew bacteria, or this one. See, see all the stuff that grew in it. It's like it's obviously bacteria growing. And yeah. Like, yeah. Well, two things. Number one, viruses don't grow in petri dishes. Yeah. They require a host to spread. Number two, that's bacteria. Bacteria is a lot bigger than viruses. Uh-huh. So yeah, bacteria can't pass through your little shitty surgical mask, but it can pass viruses can because it's real fucking tiny. Real <laughs> real fucking tiny. Uh see, and I just I just feel embarrassed for people because it's it's so obviously people clinging to the oh, oh I wasn't wrong, I wasn't wrong, yeah. I wasn't like it, it like I said, if there, there had been a million deaths right now, if we were looking at a million deaths, we're looking at a hundred thousand right now, there'd been a million deaths, I'd probably been like, huh, that was a lot worse than I expected. Yeah, yeah. But we're not. Yeah, we had a hundred thousand deaths, and and half of those could have been avoided by, by the nursing home thing. Yeah, not having the panic because the the nursing home thing is the dominoes too. The epidemiologist said two million deaths. The governors were afraid the hospitals are going to be overrun. In order to keep hospital beds open, they shipped off patients to nursing homes. Yeah, which infected all those people, which increased the death rate, which then made people go look at this high death rate. Yes. Big problem, big problem. Yeah, yeah. Dominoes, man. If there had never been a panic, those old people would have gone to the hospital and they'd been like, all right, put them in the COVID ward. But nope, they were like, we got to keep this hospital clear because otherwise we're all going to die and get overwhelmed. We won't be able to film any TikToks. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the dominoes just go, 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 go. And then way up out here in Tulsa, our little theater community has been completely destroyed. A bunch of these companies are completely going out of business because they're yep. in considerable debt or, or, or don't have the money to pay employees and stay open if they're not doing shows. Yes. So just just the whole industry collapsed from, bam, knocked the legs right out from under you. And here I am still going to work for absolutely no Absolutely reason. nothing. Yeah. I just, I, we, uh, that's just, and you know, June 30th is going to roll around. It's going to be like, well, see you in January. Good working with you. <laughs> see you in January. We'll call you when we know, when we know something. Like, I'm sure you won't. Yeah. I'm sure you won't because uh, you said that you'd be sending us emails twice a week and you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, did I say January? I meant uh, November. No. Um, as in the next November. <laughs> actually, I, I've heard that they are actively pushing to try and get shows in as early as September 1st. Really? Yeah. Huh. But they didn't tell us that. See, that's another thing is that like, I need you to tell me these things, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you say January 1st, I'm like, fuck this town. I'm yeah. going to go find work literally anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you need to make it through uh, July and August. I can go. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I can that's work not my shit bad. out to make it through July yeah. and August. Yeah. But I can't. No, I can't. Six, six months, six, two months and six months are very, very, very different. Yes, yes. And I just need, I, you need to open your communication and tell the people that work for you that, oh, things might return to normal on September 1st. And I'll go, huh, well, that changes my plans. Because <laughs> I was planning on coming to your house and murdering your family. <laughs> well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news stories do we have this week? Well, uh, our first news story comes from Germany. Uh, yeah. So, uh, is this about the alligator? 
No, I did oh, hear okay. about that though. Hitler's uh, Hitler's eighty-four year old alligator is like he spent he spent like seventy years not a not a Hitler's alligator, yeah. but he's still <laughs> Hitler's alligator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember anything from when you were fourteen? Do you remember much? Uh, I mean, I probably yeah, but you're not you're not eighty. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Once you're eighty, you I doubt you remember much from when you were fourteen. Well, especially if you're an alligator. That too. Yeah. Um. No, so because of all of the uh, the panic, because of the Rona, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people. So imagine this, right? Imagine uh, you were in a foreign country uh-huh. uh, when the whole thing happened, and that country locked down, as in you cannot get a plane out of this country. Oh wow! Yeah, I'd be pissed. Right. Um, well, a Bolivian orchestra group has been stranded in a haunted German castle for 73 days after uh, the country has closed their borders. This sounds like a plot to Scooby-Doo. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, some of them are, are as young as 17. Oh, wow. Uh, they're not all old people. Um, so they went to Germany for a spring concert just as everything was beginning. Uh, concerts got off. Uh, concerts got called off. Uh, Germany imposed... Germany started, uh, you know, banning social gatherings. Germany declaring martial law and limiting free at free movement. I'm literally <laughs> shocked. Um, and so their flight back to Bolivia was canceled after Germany closed its borders. Um, they've been staying at Rheinsberg palace, which is a 600 year old castle. Um, that does not have central heat and air. I, I, I doubt it does. Um, Apparently it was. Uh, I watched a whole video yesterday of a fat guy. Uh, this is this is fucked up. This is how this is how scrambled my brain has become. Yeah, it was a fat, high talking, weird guy telling me why window units were superior to the portable AC units. A thing that I already knew the answer to. And I watched the first half, and then Tony and I got together and watched Cats, uh-huh. and we finished Cats, and I was like, well, I wonder where the rest of this video is going, and hit play on it again. Huh. I don't know why. I don't know why I watched that video. <laughs> well, uh, the castle was home to German royalty dating back to the 1500s, including Frederick the Great, yeah. who uh, they believe is uh, still in the castle. Well, there's only one group to call. Here's the worst part, right? Okay. It's not, so you're, you're in an orchestra, you're in a different country, uh, you're stuck in a 600-year-old castle, and the grounds and surrounding woodland of the castle ground is is home to more than a dozen pack packs of wolves. <laughs> is this Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> this um, is Beauty and the Beast. I think it is. Yeah. Um, Are all the furniture dancing and singing and shit? <laughs> yeah. Is there a locked away tower with a single rose? What is going on? <laughs> One of you bitches needs to fall in love with the monster man up in the locked wing so we can all get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, well, our next news story comes from California. Uh, California. California. Uh, a California company has invented a high-tech suit with a filtration system that it says could protect party animals itching to let loose without catching the coronavirus. That's right. This is... Um, it's... It's a design firm called the Production Club. It's a basically a rave suit, but it's it's a it's a like a rave suit mixed with a contamination suit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like for safe raving. 
So if you wanted to wear a mask because you're a fag, you can uh-huh. wear this and be a, a, it's a quadruple fag. Yeah, it's like a, it's a whole suit. It looks like a uh, like it looks like a gay hazmat suit, <laughs> right? <laughs> so hazmat suits uh, are straight people, and then that is a gay hazmat suit. Yeah, I'd I'd rather just risk it. Um, it's apparently it's got um. See, this is this guy. This is based on the idea that that this is the future. That this is the future, and we're just. Gonna, it's like it's not that fucking deadly. <laughs> like you guys um, are acting like this is Dawn of the Dead, Contagion, like I, I read Andromeda this. Strain, uh, outbreak, going crazy. Everyone's gonna die, and we just now had to live in this fucking third world of hoarding supplies and wearing masks constantly, like, like fucking uh, watchdogs. I was thinking of. Um the Metro games. Yeah. The, uh, the Metro games are set in Russia and the outside is all contaminated. So you have to wear a gas mask and bullets are the economy. Uh, <laughs> or, or it's going to be like prototype or uh, infamous. Yeah. There's like, walled off cities. Walled off cities. No, it reminds me it's of one of my favorite pieces of concept art, which is like a post-apocalyptic lady wearing a gas mask that has uh, tubes running to a backpack on her back. In the in in the backpack, it's like a clear, it's like a terrarium uh-huh. that's got a plant growing in it. Well, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's back uh, desktop background yeah, looks yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, um, that is not the world you know, anymore. So the suit uh, suit has built-in speakers and a microphone system uh, and an N95 filtration system. Um, it's got a rear Whoa. vent on the helmet. N95. Yeah, not not N100. No, which would be far more effective uh-huh. and it's also got nozzles attached to uh canisters in the suits that let you drink and vape through them. is there a like a tab of e you can lick in, inside it, it, it's, it's it's got a pez dispenser built in that just yeah. you hit a button and it pops up and it pops a tab of e into you i assume there's a velcro patch in there seeing so scratch your nose uh-huh. wow yeah Wow, that is a hellscape that I I'll just kill myself. Like if that's if that's where the new quote new normal. If I hear the phrase new normal, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna open fire in a crowd of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, our next news story comes from uh, Europe because uh, no one in America knows what any of this Europe. stuff is. Uh, do you know what Formula E is? Uh, I assume it's like a it's a drug that turns you into Bane. <laughs> no, Formula E is an uh, is an F one offshoot. Formula okay. One. It's a Formula One offshoot. Oh, it's E racers. Kind Ele- of. electric F one cars. I believe so. Gay. But 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 uh. So I'd have to check again. But I remember this. They started a couple just a couple years ago, and I remember the big thing was um like turbo boosts. Uh huh. Like if you're fan, I think. If your fans cheered enough for you virtually, it would unlock like turbo boosts on the on for, the for your physical car. car? I, I think that so. That is the lamest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, anyways, like most like NASCAR just opened up uh, to do races without crowds. Yeah. So they're still they're racing now in physical races. Even though where, where are the NASCAR races held, Tim? Uh, in giant stadiums in giant stadiums that are that are are they are they indoor stadiums no they're open air stadiums open air stadiums and yeah. there's 0% chance of exposure outdoors so it kind of feels like that's something that could return <laughs> um anyways uh like like NASCAR was doing uh earlier formula e drivers are have been doing virtual races uh, since then they've been learning all their slang terms on the, in, for the internet yes uh in, in including the term 
cheating. Oh. Because Formula E Audi driver Daniel Abd has been disqualified uh, disqualified and fined 10,000 euros for using a ringer in his place. Oh, he let someone else take the controls. Rivals became suspicious after he qualified in second place uh, and then third place in a uh, in the Formula E Race at Home Challenge, despite never having finished higher than 15th in a race before. Were, were the other races with real cars? Or were they also with these lame digital cars? I'm not sure about that. Um, Is he like, no, 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 no. That was, no, I just like gave my little brother the controller so he could pretend like he was playing, and we must have mixed them up. And- <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Another Formula One driver, one of his uh, opponents, Stoffel Van Duren, uh, was apparently suspicious from the start. He, he From the start, he was like, that's not him driving, because he was driving too good. Uh-huh. Uh, he did have, now the driver did have a zoom feed going, you know, cause uh-huh. they all have cameras on still, but his face was blocked by a microphone and some other equipment. Um, why, why is that important? Because, because oh, after the race, formula E checked his IP address and figured out that he couldn't have been the one driving. It was 18 year old pro gamer, Lawrence Herzing, who completes in, who competes in parallel fe challenge uh which is a virtual race challenge series that is not actual it's actual virtual the whole time so oh, okay be, not just virtual now um and he of course he has also been banned from his series why stripped of his sixth place finish uh in in their last race wow i uh really hate sports me too yeah well, I've got one last news story. It's, it's going to be a real quickie. Um, this is not related to coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I wanted to have one news story that wasn't uh, related to coronavirus. Um, it's kind of a cool historical thing. Uh, you know that after, you know, dozens and dozens of years, we end up, we usually end up finding out things about prior leaders yeah. uh, in history. Um, like today I found out that Adolf Hitler had an alligator. Me too. Yeah. I found that out too. Uh, well, uh, we, so the North Korean state media, uh, just issued a a report, um, that Kim Il Sung, uh, did not have mythical powers. The original, the original leader of North Korea. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, since since he had been in power, uh, so here are some of the official myths that had that had been popularized about him: was that he was able to drive at age three. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He could shoot thirty eight under par. Yeah. Uh, including five holes in one. And in then he fir- never in never his, golfed again in his first attempt at golf. Yeah. He shot a thirty eight under par, including five holes in one. That's not um, that. That's lame. I, my first time I played golf, I shot eighteen. Yeah. Here's the biggest myth of all that they just uh, debunked, though. Yeah. The biggest myth, uh, uh, which was so widely believed that um, uh, that at believed the time by who North Koreans by North Koreans yeah that at the time uh. The official North Korean the the official North Korean newspaper had actually stepped in and was like this is a myth, mm. but people still still believed it. Um, they believed that Kim Il Sung, the founder of the country, 
had the ability to use the chukchi bop technique, which is a type of quote folding space like teleporting fighters in kung fu movies. Isn't this the way they travel space in Dune? Folding space. Folding space. Yeah. So basically, North Korea teleport behind thought you. Thought that <laughs> nothing personal. That he could kid. teleport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they, they have announced that he could not teleport. Yes. That uh, probably means he definitely could. Teleport. According to myth, he was able to use the technique to win a battle against Imperial Japanese soldiers during the time when Korea was a colony of Japan, <laughs> uh, when he was reportedly leading Korean guerrillas in exile. Uh, that's funny. Uh, this is, this report is the first time that uh, state media flatly denied uh, one of these myths. Well, that, the tables are turning on you. Yeah. Here comes freedom. <laughs> That's a good news story. That's a good way to finish. Well, this has been the Ricky the News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, it takes care of our news. This the legal obligations this week. We know it doesn't take care of Tim. What? Uh, developing teleport powers so we can fight Kim. Well, we need teleport and time travel powers so we can fight Kim Il Sung. And back in the 40s. Back in the 40s and yeah. stop North Korea from becoming communist. And if you want to help us with this uh, sacred honor, we have the sacred, uh, what is it? A jihad? Not a jihad. <laughs> sacred quest we've been uh -huh. given by uh, our leader, Zandu. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIG or newproject2.com forward slash HWIG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And we have four tiers there. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our two buck tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we, we do. We did a uh, before and after for Dark Phoenix. Uh -huh. but I think I still haven't edited, so I'll have to edit that and get it out this week. Uh, we're, I think we're going to do one for Joker, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh... We have our five bucks here. We do a monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We just released one of those last week. And uh, then finally, we have our 10 bucks here. Are you the fan submitted films? You vote on what we watch. And we sit down and watch our feature length movie, movie commentary. What was the one we did last month? Uh, baby Driver. Baby Driver. That's they call right. me Baby Driver. It's Simon Garfunkel song for you. Yeah. Well, that movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the submissions are this month, but uh, hopefully whatever it is, it's not terrible. Yeah, hopefully. So uh, thank you to all our supporters who support the show through both of those channels. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's get back into some issues, Tim. What's your second issue this month, this week? Uh, my second issue is kind of a uh, extension of what we were talking about earlier. My first issue, here's what I don't get. <laughs> Showrunners. Uh, yeah, you, you and me had a conversation about this not too long ago uh, concerning Star Trek, uh, but I believe it extends to uh, um, television and somewhat movies also. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the big problems uh, we had with Star Trek Picard uh, is that the people who created it don't like Star Trek. Yes. And uh, not only that, but uh, they they didn't like Star Trek. It's not that they didn't like Star Trek or weren't fans of it. It's that they hated Star Trek. Yes. They didn't like it so much. They made Picard to undo Star Trek. Undo Star Trek. Yeah. Which uh, is maybe sounds crazy, 
but it's, it's it's their own words. Yeah, like they, they that, wanted to they wanted to take down Picard as a character for be for for being a white male. Yeah, in a a white male of privilege in a position of power. Yeah, uh, which <laughs> which is crazy because which is crazy and also an- antithetical to Star Trek itself. Yeah, because the idea that a white male is any has any inherent value greater or worse than any other demographic. That's the thing is like by, by propping up to me, by propping up like, Oh, we need people of color and black and brown people and Mm -hmm. and women and this and and transgenders and gays. And it's just like, that kind of, kind of seems to me like you're saying that a white man really is the best you, you could get. If you have to prop up all this other shit. Yeah. 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 As opposed to like, Deep Space Nine, which just like, yeah, we got a black captain. What about it? What about it? Like, these people have not... <sighs> these people haven't watched Star Trek. No. And we say that a lot, but I we, I really mean it, because now I haven't seen most of the original series. Yeah. But there's an episode where they run into Abraham Lincoln's... The Savage Curtain. Yes. There's an episode where they run into Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. And he's aboard the Enterprise... And he calls Uhura a negress. Yeah. And she is confused. Because she doesn't know that it's an insult. She doesn't know it's an insult. And then he apologizes to her for using the word. And then he apologizes to her for apologizing to her for not realizing that they're uh, so much more enlightened than he is. She, that, but she doesn't under, She also doesn't understand the apology. Yeah. Do you, how, Dude, uh, the thing about the original series was that like, it's the height of the Cold War. And the second season, they put a Rus- a Russian, yeah, on the bridge, on the bridge, fucking right there next to Star Stuley. Trek. Star Trek had the first televised interracial interracial kiss. kiss. Yeah, which the thing is, the thing is, the people that want to do all that stuff, they argue that like Star Trek was always they had the first interracial kiss. Like, yeah, but they but weren't like I'm gonna kiss this black lady. No. <laughs> It was meaningful in Star Trek. The, it also, was meaningful in Star Trek because it wasn't meaningful. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't need a parade, a self parade of yeah. being like, "We did it! We did it, everybody!" Yeah. We put. That's I watched. Uh, what you leave, what we left behind, uh-huh. the D Space Nine mm-hmm. documentary, yeah, yeah. and that is one thing the writers in the intervening twenty years since D Space Nine went off the air have become, especially Ira Stephen Bear, who was the head writer for like seasons three through seven or two through seven. Yep. Uh, he is a huge fart sniffer, and he is just <laughs> so fucking proud of himself for these different things. We had we had a lesbian kiss. We had a, we almost had representation of this and that. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, you complimenting yourself on it negates the point of doing it. Yes. Uh. And and so I think one one of the one of the problems with the problem with Picard, uh, like the, so. It didn't have a sh- it. It had showrunners. Yeah, it didn't and have I, a head writer. I, I hate the ter- I hate the term showrunner, mm-hmm. um, because it's the same thing as the director who gets uh, brought in on a project to just be the director. Yeah, in a movie like we were talking about earlier. Um, it, it showrunner is this weird thing where you're like below the executive producers. Yes, and but you're above the directors of every, each individual episode, Yep. but you're also not a head writer. Yes. 
you so because you don't have any it's like this this no man's land of not having talent or skill or money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just there making arbitrary decisions. You're, and I, you're an idea man. And I think the big problem with Picard and Discovery is that they constantly are swapping out showrunners. Yes. And they also usually work within a team of showrunners. Yes. And I think everything is better for the vision of one man. I th- th- this is what I, this is what my whole issue is. Yeah. Is um no women. <laughs> um name one good woman show. show. Can't um, do it. Can't do it. Gosh. Gilmore no. Girls? No. Was that Will and Grace? I don't know. I, Gilmore Girl. I, I don't know if Gilmore Girls was uh, created by a woman. Oh, it's definitely created by a woman. A show that bad created by a man? <laughs> I don't think so. Ah, that shows. That shows all right. Um. So I've been rewatching Community. Yes. And I just got to season four of Community. Season four is the one where they fired Dan Harmon. Yeah. And brought in a showrunner. And it is immediately, it's an immediate drop in quality. Created by Amy Sherman Palladino. That's right. I've heard that name before. Um, but yeah, uh, season four, an immediate drop in quality. Yeah. An immediate drop in quality that is obvious that uh, the humor, it's because that, that's a comedy show, right? Yes. yes. The humor goes, the, like the core of it is still there because- all because a lot of the writers are still there on the yeah, show, and the actors are still there. The actors so they are can still make there. The tone fit. The directors are still there. Yeah. Um, but including the Rousseaus. Yes. The Rousseau brothers. Yes. I mean, the the paintball episodes are what got them. Yeah. Looked at by from Marvel. Um. But like, Dan Harmon as the creator was the like. He's the whole reason that show is how well, it, it's a self insert. He is Joel McHale. He, but he's, but he's also Abed. Yeah. He's Abed in the fact that, um, he's an autistic guy who rapes women. <laughs> in, in the, uh, all his, his movie and TV show, like, yeah. Right. Cause anyways, um, but like that show is totally him. Yeah, and season four shows how much of him in the show needs. The show needs. Um, But that same thing happened with Lost, right? J.J. Abrams came in with the first season of Lost, and he put all this mystery box shit in there, and then it was exciting. First two seasons, exciting, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna go and make uh, Super Eight. Was that what he made next, or was then did he move on to Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek. Yeah. No, no, he moved to Fringe, and then Star Trek. That's right, because the first season of Fringe was pretty good. Also, him huge mystery box with no answered questions. That's that's what he does. Is he comes in, and he's like, he's like, here's a bunch of like mystery and and intrigue, and then before anything has to pay off, he fucking jump ships and and throws it to a a showrunner who is then like stuck holding the bag. This person with no talent mm-hmm. and also no money, which is <laughs> the way J.J. Abrams gets where he is. Yeah, and they're just like, uh. I guess we're never going to answer what the smoke monster is. And uh, they're all in purgatory. And then the show ends and everyone's everyone blames the writers and even the showrunners, but they don't blame the guy who fucking came up with all this shit to begin with and didn't have to pay it off. That's why he got great recompense with um, uh, Rise of Skywalker in that that was the first time he had to pay off a bunch of other people's promises. And I thought it was uh, such sweet irony that he made a terrible, unwatchable movie. 
Um, one of the one of the so, so like like I said, I hate the term showrunner. Um, yeah. and I I prefer that I I like it when a show has a creator, like created by Dan Harmon. Uh-huh. Uh The other one, the other person I think of when I for TV especially is Michael Schur. I've never uh, heard of him. So. What about Dick Wolf? <laughs> Dick Wolf, Dick Wolf, yeah, man. Um, so, like, like you say that, but Dick Wolf has. You say that, but Law and Order is a TV. Like, it's a standard, right? Yeah. And you had the original one. You had Criminal Intent, SVU, which is still going on. Yeah. They did L.A. for one season. Uh, it's done a bunch of spinoffs. They did order the order uh, spinoff, which was all based, all the lawyer based. It was just lawyer stuff. Yeah. Um, but then he's got all the Chicago stuff. Oh, the Chicago fire, he, Chicago MD, f- fire Chicago MD, police, uh, med. Yeah. No, it's, it's Chicago med, Chicago. Wait, it's fire med PD. And I think there's another one. I think there's another one. Yeah. Uh, that's him too. they do big crossover episodes. They, then they, they crossed over with Law and Order. <laughs> um, uh, so Michael Schur was a uh, writer and producer on The Office. Yeah. Uh, and I think when, when I started listing his credits, like, so uh, he co-created Parks and Rec. Okay. With the guy from The Office. Okay. Um, he created the good place, mm-hmm. uh, co-created Brooklyn night and co-created Brooklyn night nine. Yeah. All well-regarded comedy shows that I've never seen. Yes. But they all, but they're all in this, in a very similar, uh, vein. Yeah. Uh, the good place, it might be the outlier I would say. Yeah. I, I watched an episode of the good place and I found it criminally unfunny. Uh, it's not, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's got so much, it's got a lot more focus on, um, uh, their whole ethics thing. Yeah. Uh, which is real weird for, it's a real weird that for, for a show to talk down to you. No, no. It's like it, that show is so much about ethics. Yeah. In how the, you're not a good person. Cause you say the fuck word and not fork. No, it, it, it explores all sorts of, yeah, I just yeah. I I don't know if that was one or two episodes, and I was just like, "This sucks." I enjoyed it. Um, just take your top off, Kristen Bell. <laughs> Come on. Oh uh, well, you never saw what was the the show she was on with Don Cheadle, House of Lies. That's a good show. Yeah, her and Don Cheadle and uh, two other dudes. I was. So that that was the thing about Ben Schwartz. I think Ben Schwartz. Twenty four is that it was it was a uh, Kassar and the other guy Brian something. Mm-hmm. They were the executive producers, and they did. They were on the set and uh, with the writing, and yeah, yeah. And then Kiefer Sutherland became an executive producer, but he was just an additional voice that was guiding his character. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then they did 24 legacy and it was, that was someone, someone was like, I want to do a 24 show. Uh, and they're like, yeah, fuck it. Ahead. We don't give a yeah. shit. And it completely lost like the pacing and the tone and the quality of the original run of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and even even to an extent, the 24 Redemption, not Redemption, 24 yeah, redemption. D- Live Another Day. No, yeah, Live Another Day, I think. Whatever the reboot was, not a reboot, but a, it was a, there have been a couple of years and they did a half season. Oh, okay, gotcha. Even that kind of it was kind of it was spinning it was, its wheels. It was originally supposed to be a movie, right? Uh, it, they talked about doing this movie, and they decided to do it, bring it yeah. back to TV because it was always twenty four was always meant for TV. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was live another day. The uh, that was, but you have to have that vision. Yep. And showrunners don't have that, and especially when shows dump sh- showrunners. Uh, Discovery dumped the showrunner halfway through the first season, brought in two showrunners who everyone hated, who they dumped for the second season. <laughs> they brought in another showrunner. That's what happened with Daredevil. Daredevil had uh, Brian Knight. Huh. He was the showrunner for season one, and then he didn't come back for season two, and I was just like, what the fuck? And I, I hated season two. But I, season one is is uh-huh. the best is like the best Netflix series I've ever seen because it was yeah. well paced and it was like clearly well thought out from beginning to end and I felt like season two lacked any direction huh. and I felt that that was partly in due to them not going back to him or him like maybe not wanting to come back. I think season three was pretty good. Yeah, it had long since abandoned Netflix by the time season three yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah uh, showrunners just don't work it's it's weird because they the the term showrunner it's like oh they're the person that runs the whole show it's like yeah do they really though yeah because they're they let stuff through like stuff gets through that sucks or it, it totally different uh i think the big a big problem with picard was that patrick stewart had too much of a say in it of course he got to lead, you know, the tail wagging the dog, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you you read the words good, right? You yes. You don't know shit about anything. You read the words good. Yep. You don't care about the genre. You don't care about the universe. You don't care about the story. Yeah. You just care about yourself. Yes. Which is why you shouldn't be uh, the producer who's telling like giving these ideas yeah. just i feel like showrunner the showrunner um i feel like what happened a lot with on picard and discovery was that alex kurtzman or whoever the showrunner came was you know on monday they come in and they're like what if what if you know section 31 is part of it maybe the, we'll get we'll have the borg the borg and the romulans are working on the borg ship and uh, you know, Picard, he's old and he's he's got like a brain disease and there are robots because data is a big thing. And so we got robots in here and they got to work with that. And maybe there's like a space 9-11. And then and then and, and, and then the writers like, are just like, OK, OK. And they're writing stuff down. And then and then the, and then uh, and it's like, oh, it's four o'clock. Yeah, we'll get back at this tomorrow. And they think like tomorrow, oh, tomorrow is going to be when we go. Act one, this. Yeah, act two, yeah. this. That. And then tomorrow, show, show, they come in. They're like, "Where's, where's Alex?" And he's like, "Oh, he's not coming in today. Um, he'll be here. Uh, he'll be here on Friday to get your script." Yeah. Like what? Yeah, we, you know, we you you did the the writing yesterday, and then you have three days to get us a script. But but we didn't we didn't <laughs> determine anything in a story yeah. manner. Oh, just you know, hmm. did you, you did you take notes? Yeah. Well, just Use figure those. it out. You're a writer. <laughs> I'm a showrunner. I ran the show, <laughs> and that's what the showrunner does. Just like yeah, just well, fuck, fuck. I don't know. 
no vision. People people lack vision, and then they get this this the thing that's happening with Star Wars, where you have all these all these voices just yeah. fucking shouting into the fray. Yeah, make them out, my mom, my You know, you you do a movie where you let J.J. Abrams uh, do a shot for shot remake of the original movie. <laughs> yeah, and then. Evidently, with no plan, you go. You give. You give the franchise next step free reign. Here's yeah. the end of his movie uh, that he just that he's he's midway through fin- uh-huh. filming now. Yeah. You need to start making this one. Um, do whatever. Do whatever you, you want. want. It's like okay, I'll do my shtick where I give you. A, I give you something that you didn't want. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you something you want, and then not give that to you. <laughs> and all these things that, and I don't respect. Your first director. Yeah. Because fucking literally who does? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all the dumb shit that he does and everything he does, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to ignore. So yes. this whole, all his mixery box stuff, I don't give a fuck. And then that gets really, really poorly received. And it's like, oh, fuck. And you- we don't have a plan for part three. Bring back the first guy. So well, he- <laughs> you're missing the part where you give the, you give the third one to uh to another up and coming young director but then his his next movie bomb oh is that what happens oh yeah i've heard that that movie is bad like the wait, room wait, what what movie uh the book of henry oh uh, i never I, I, think, I think i vaguely remember that name who was supposed to be the director of 3 colin trevorrow oh yeah uh and uh oh yeah and that's why he came back to jurassic park yes uh, I'm putting it all together now. Um, apparently, I've, the, the I think the I, I know nothing about the Book of Henry other than it's got it's some it's about a little kid that I think gets superpowers or something is super special in some way. Yeah, I heard that, that movie is bad, like a like a really bad B movie. Yeah, it's like it's like they I think someone says like it's like the room mm-hmm. bad, but everyone in it is Hollywood and taking it seriously. So the thing about Colin Trevorrow too, is that he doesn't do anything new or interesting. No, it's all derivative. Like he did these few small things and then he did Jurassic world, which is just a shot for shot remake of the original movie. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, that that holds water until you get out of the theater doors and then you're like, wait a minute. And you realize you've just, you're holding a sieve. Well, like I, I remember, I remember going to see Jurassic World in the theater opening weekend with my yeah, dad. Yeah, and uh, I walked out and I was like, "Yeah, the best part of that movie was when they played the theme song." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Jurassic World when I was in the movie watching it, and I was ca- caught up in the story, kind of like yeah. Terminator Genesis, right? Except Genesis, I think they tried to do something interesting with. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the second I got through the doors and every time subsequently I thought about the movie, I was uh-huh. like, well, that was super stupid and that yeah. didn't make any fucking yeah. sense. And that was just thrown in there. Why doesn't this? And I just started to really, really, really hate the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the point now where I doubt I could watch it. And then, and then to be, it was followed up by that fucking abortion of uh, Fallen <laughs> Kingdom. Yeah. Holy shit. That was bad. Man. Yeah. So, You've got you've got absolutely no artistic vision. Like say what you want about the prequels, and but they tie together with the original films, and it's one man's creative vision. It's a batshit crazy creative vision. Yeah, the same thing with Marvel. One guy he goes, you know, Kevin Feige is the showrunner of Marvel, 
And he's like, this movie's going to work with this director and this movie is yeah. not going to work with this director. Yeah. Sorry. And he gets a lot of hate for that kind of shit. Yep. But there's a vision there and there's no vision anymore. It's just like, what would be some fun stuff to do? Why don't we make a show? And then especially when you change that creative voice halfway through, you need, I think you could do it. I think you could do it if you was like, if it was like uh a pet you did a you know take community right yeah season four you have dan Harmon and someone else. someone else as the showrunner and the two of them do that whole season together yeah and then season five dan Harmon's gone yeah the thing was the thing is like a lot of those same people that are creators and you know the kind of people that have visions they're hard to work with yeah because of it and that was one of the things with Dan Harmon was that like, and the rapist thing that too. Yeah. Was that he was apparently, you know, he's hard to work with. Um, but like, if you, yeah, throw someone in there had to, to like, especially, especially if you bring along. up one of the writers, that's yes. what they did in Star Trek was, uh, that's the, that's uh, the other thing with Star Trek is that like, so the first one, original series, Gene Roddenberry, right? Yeah. His vision. And then they tried to do phase two, uh yeah was it what was it called it was yeah star trek new new voyages yeah whatever and that ended up not going through but it became star trek the motion picture it became that and then um we got to tng and he he was the creator of tng too. he was the creator of tng uh but like he, like all these people that worked on tng as writers and stuff mm-hmm. like became part of yeah, so then then when his health declines, he brings in Rick Berman yeah. and Michael Pillar to be the two, you know, head guys. P- head guys. Pillar the writer, Berman B- Pillar was more of a writer and Berman was more of a producer. Yeah. So it's a good duo of someone who like knows the business versus someone yeah. who knows stories. And, and I've heard Berman say that like like their goal was to keep yeah. his vision alive and occasionally throw in New stuff. New stuff. And then they continue through Enterprise. Yes. I think Pillar leaves before Enterprise. Yeah. I might be wrong, though. But in any case, uh, but they, they cared about the series. And they would bring in head writers, and they would usually promote from within their staff of regular writers yep. to take these head writer roles as people moved away, as they did in TNG. And then that's one of the reasons why I like Voyager. People hate Voyager. Mm-hmm. But Voyager... Uh, got all of the writing staff from TNG that decided to stay. Mm-hmm. And then Deep Space Nine ended, and those guys were like, well, fuck, we'll write for Voyager too." And so uh-huh. there's a lot of really interesting stories in Voyager. I think people hate Voyager because they watch it now and they go, well, why isn't every episode just an ongoing, continuing story where everything changes and they get <laughs> shot and they kept kind of new? He's like, because it was made in 1996. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> They didn't know about serialized television in 1996. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, Deep Space Nine started doing three-parters, everyone was like, whoa! <laughs> a three-part story? That's crazy! You can do two-parter. You can do a, <laughs> you can do a cliffhanger over a season finale. But by God, you're going to do a three-parter? That's a cr- insanity. <laughs> and then the last seven episodes of Deep Space Nine is one, yeah. Yeah. one big story. Pretty badass. That's a good issue, Tim. Thank you. Well, uh, here's what I don't get. Drama casts. You don't. 
I don't know how much you do. You know who Keemstar is? Yeah. Do you know about as much about who he is as I do? Probably not. I mean, maybe. I don't know how much you know. I know he's got a beard and he's yeah. on the internet. He's got beard and glasses. And oh, he's he, glasses? I, th- I, I th- just see him wear a hat. hat. I thought it was a hat and glasses and a beard. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I think I have seen him wearing sunglasses in a couple yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that he likes to do... He likes, he likes to make... Uh, stir shit up on stir the internet. Shit. He likes to stir shit up on the internet. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there's him and then Ethan Klein from H3H3. I know that guy. Who... Uh, I cannot figure out why he's famous. YouTube. Again, can't figure out how that personality became, because all he seems to do is do a podcast where he talks at his wife and she, (laughs) she seems like she could not be more bored. Yeah. It's a setup like this, right? And he's bitching kind of the way I do, except not very intelligently. Uh And she's just like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like is it could 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 you get someone with a little bit more life it, yeah. it feels like like maybe i should be watching to see if she's blinking in morse code that she's being <laughs> held prisoner anyway yeah they got into a bunch of drama apparently i've heard i've, I've heard whispers of this uh and started cancel culturing each other and whatnot uh-huh. and then there's all these youtubes that are like oh my god the keemstar h3h3 drama and it just occurred to me this week that when I was young, when we were young, yeah, yeah, the thing was the tabloids. Yes, and the tabloids. You had things like Entertainment Tonight, Inside Edition, uh-huh. TM TMZ was a later. Yeah, uh, it, it came off, spun off of something. I don't remember what Inside Edition. Maybe, maybe no something else. Anyway, uh, but you had like the tabloids, like the National Enquirer, and yeah, uh, what the World World, world Star, New- World New- World News was no, it was. World Star was a World Star. Yeah, I think. Oh, so. you're, you're okay. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, so where it would be like Prince Harry's secret confession of a small dick, and it was yeah, just shit yeah. constantly like that. There were yep. there were magazines all over, and like Bill Clinton's secret sexual affair with the monkey. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it was just crazy rumor, drama, gossip, photoshopped images, photoshop bullshit. Yeah. And then you have entertainment tonight where they're talking about like the celebrity feud between yep. these two famous people. Yeah. And all of that world, when I was young, I hated yeah, because course. it's fucking stupid. It is like, yeah. why do you care yeah. about the goings on of famous people? You will never meet. Yeah. If you don't respect them anymore, stop watching their movies. Yep. I don't respect Patrick Stewart anymore. I'm not going to watch anything else Patrick Stewart's in. Yeah. Uh, but then the internet came and yep. everyone's a little bit famous. Yes. So now we can get tabloid like coverage yeah. of interpersonal drama yeah. between people who I could not give a single fuck about. <laughs> and there are a whole podcast that are dedicated to just dissecting this shit. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah. gobble this to, oh, I got to get the celebrity gossip. And I realized there's a little bit of irony in this yeah, and yeah. how I got famous. <laughs> but I was I was making fun of a guy because I thought it was funny. Yeah. I wasn't trying to, you know, gossip about his girlfriend. And so all this like fucking petty drama shit has trickled down yeah because it used to just be for famous people like yeah you'd be catty there'd be catty bitches at your work 
And then and then on Facebook it'd be like, oh yeah, here's our interpersonal high school teenage <laughs> angst drama, even as a grown ass adults. But now it's people are gobbling up this content about like yep. what the hot goss is between two people who are frankly reprehensible. Yeah. Keemstar seems like a huge asshole, uh-huh. and Ethan Klein seems like he should hang himself. <laughs> uh just because literally every time I hear Ethan Klein, I'm yeah. ju- I'm just like, why are you one? Why are you famous? And two, why do you think you have have an authoritative enough voice to comment on things that you clearly don't understand? Uh, he also seems like a huge cloud chaser because he did this thing uh, where he he's on Twitter and he gives away five hundred dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, you you took a you took a altruistic thing and managed to make it about yourself yes. for like a thousand days yeah. or however, however long the thing is giving away a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred days. Uh, it's frankly amazing. It's amazing to me that anyone can give, can care that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even care about the drama of the people in my personal life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, People get into tiffs with one another, and I just go, I I don't care. Le- leave me out of it. Yeah. I, I'm having a problem with blah, so-and-so person. Okay, so do you want me to not put you guys on the same crew? Because that's that's really the maximum amount of information I need to know. Yeah. I don't want to know how you feel about it. Uh, so just, you know, fucking figure it out. You're both adults. Yep. That's the thing is the world, the world has completely lost any sense of adulthood. There are no adults anymore. We live in a world without adults. Okay. Do you disagree? I mean, I think most, I think there are people that, that. What percentage? What percentage? Because I would have said 50% before. Uh huh. But my numbers, I'm at like 10%. I think 10% of people are adults. <laughs> sure. We'll say 10. Yeah. Because people are absolutely incapable of handling their own problems. Like there was, there was a video this week of, uh, in, St- on Staten Island a mob of people shouting at a woman for not wearing a mask Yeah, until she left the store. And it's just like, yeah, uh, that's why I carry a gun because a mob of people will not crowd around and scream. If you go, if you go, uh, you got a problem with what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't think so. So maybe you can mind your own fucking business. Yeah. That is an adult solving their own adult problem. But, uh, but those people, because one person started doing it, right? The video is only is late in the game. Yeah, one yeah. person started shouting at this woman, and then another person was like, "Yeah, fuck that lady!" <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh well, I am completely free to do this because I am with this group of people, and this person's all by themselves." Yeah, that's why the gun's the great equalizer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's no adults. People calling the cops on their neighbors for being outside. That is a person who is not an adult. Yeah, because an adult sees a person do something that doesn't affect them, like me driving. Guy's speeding. He speeds by me. I'm just like, okay. But a non-adult is like, I need to intervene and stop this person because I can make better decisions than they can, as opposed to just letting the world let the world happen around you. This is why we can't live in a libertarian society. A libertarian society will always fail because we don't have we don't live in a world of adults. People have to want liberty in order to live in a libertarian society, but people will always try and game the system to give them power, to give them benefits over others. And that's why you can't have a libertarian society. You can only have a libertarian oriented society. Yeah. And here we are fucking got like teenagers, man, fucking teenagers gossiping about who's dating who. And Oh, 
dick fuck this chick and I'm like that whole shit that's going on with dick and it's just like yeah. why do, why do you, you care? care? Yeah. And how is this supposed to embarrass him? Like his whole shtick is that he's a a shitty guy yeah. who exploits women. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, we got him. He slept with two women. <laughs> and like, yeah, uh, found out a secret about Superman. Did you know that he loves America? <laughs> well, he stands for truth, justice in the American way. So I guess I'd be more surprised if he didn't love America. <laughs> DC finally was like, oh, yeah, well, we think we figured out the, the secret of Superman is to make him a likable character. Yeah. No fucking way. It took <laughs> you guys 10 years to figure that out? Yeah. I could have told you that 10 years ago for yeah. free. Now it's going to cost you, though, because now I'm an expert. Uh, yeah, you're, you're just doing. And then the clicks that form up where it's like, I'm team this, I'm team that. Like, why don't you be team shut the fuck up? <laughs> Do us all that favor and then go away and maybe you can choke to death on your own bile. Mm. That's I think. And it's, it's all of society, man. Cause I mean, that's why, that's why the TLC used to be the learning channel. Yeah. Used to be a channel that was like the way history channel was about history stuff. Learning channel was about learning, learning new skills and whatnot. Yeah. And now it's become just nonstop reality television, interpersonal drama bullshit. 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, someone spoiled that for me. They didn't. I don't actually know what that is. You don't know what it is? No. Oh, it's it's a show about it's it's a reality show about these couples that get married super quickly. Uh huh. So it's called 90 Day Fiance. And it's oh it's just about them fighting with each other. Because they got married super quickly. Yeah. We need to stop giving so many people platforms. I think that was the major failing of the internet. Yeah. Was that when everybody get, gained access to it, it wasn't just that everyone gained access to it. It was that everyone gained access to it. And then we put everyone on the same couple of platforms. Like you remember way back in the early internet, everything was on its own website and you had to go and go and go. And you, know, you check all these different websites. Yeah. 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 And now, you log into your Facebook machine, you pull up Facebook, and then Facebook tells you what kind of places you want to go on the internet. Sure. Okay. Or or Twitter or Reddit, yeah. whatever yeah. your platform is. And all of these also have this this like system built in so where things can go viral. So like that that girl, you remember we talked about uh thoughts. There was that girl who had the the uh New Jersey accent. It was after it was after the the okay boomer girl. You know, she came out uh-huh. and within a week she was like, oh, fuck this. She's got a boyfriend, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, there was a new one. It was the New Jersey accent girl. I think I, I watched a, I watched the first video when it first came out and then she was like bitching at her mom about uh, not wearing pants. I don't know. I don't think I saw this one. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, within about 24 hours, she was shut down for following the wrong people on Twitter and ah. had a tearful apology video gotcha. and it's just like, what the fuck is happening in this world? Cause we can, ele- we elevate these people to godlike static, like the way, the way super celebrities used to be, yep. uh, back in the nineties before the internet and then immediately tear them down just like the, it did tabloid drama rags of the not 80s, yeah. 70s, 80s and 90s, where it would be like. Tom Cruise is this big ultra superstar and he may be, you know, Nicole Kidman or uh, not Nicole. Um, what was his wife when he was the one that he jumped on the sofa about with Oprah? 
Oh, uh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes locked inside, not allowed to go out no more. Tom Cruise evaluates all of her scripts. Why do I know these things about <laughs> Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise's relationship? It's because the internet and media has been made to just like take this shit and bang it into your face. The Kardashians. Yeah. I know all this stuff about who the Kardashians are that I have learned entirely against my own will. Yeah. And I don't understand why I can't get away from it because all these fucking drama casts. I don't want to know anything about Ethan Klein. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Keemstar. I don't give a shit about Monday Matt. I keep having to go into Twitter and mute these fucking other e-celebs because I don't give a shit about it. I just want to see dumb jokes my friends post, but I can't fucking do that because it's constantly <laughs> like, look who this fucking thing tweeted, dick fucking butt. God damn it. I don't care. I don't care about interpersonal drama. It's probably because I have autism and I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Leave me alone. Let me live in a world where I can choose what things I learn about and I can choose what things to not learn about yeah. and I'm not constantly fucking inundated with other people's fucking fantasy drama bullshit in my eyeballs and my ears constantly. I shouldn't know who Honey Boo Boo is because I never chose uh, to watch Honey Boo Boo, Tim. No, I have, I have not seen... Uh, and yet you know everything there is to know about him. Don't you? Don't you? Not everything, but yeah, I, 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 I know as You're much You're an unwilling as the, participant yeah. in this media co collusion. Yeah. You want to talk about some collusion right there, Tim. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Drama cast, man. I don't get I don't get I don't get how you can turn like how can you dedicate your life to that kind of thing? Like one of the reasons why I got tired of thinking because you don't have a hobby. Yeah, that's true. One of the reasons why I got tired of doing the Mad Cuck stuff was I got tired of like listening to the Mad Maddox voice in my head and having to care about that human being when yeah. I, when I just got to a point where I find him completely reprehensible and completely unredeemable as a human being. And in a perfect world, karma would strike him with a bus right now, <laughs> but we don't live in a perfect world. And, but I, instead of just being like, I'm going to keep on doing that forever. Cause it's popular. I was just like, I'm that's it. I'm done. I'll come back and do a funny thing here or there. Here's what it is. It's, I, I, I honestly believe it's people that don't have hobbies and what happens is they think that their hobby is, uh, um, let's say TV, right? Reality TV. Yeah. Um, they go from being an enjoyer of reality TV because, because if, if you have a hobby, you're very dedicated to it. You're dedicated to it in, in, in ways that most people aren't mm -hmm. right. Like I know a shitload about, comic books and D and D that you will never, never know. know about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know a shitload about star Trek that you'll never know. And Legos that you'll never know. Exactly. Right. Um, and so like someone becomes someone spends all their time, all their time doing X thing. Right. And you go from, uh, watching reality TV, right. And enjoying it to becoming a part of the discourse about it. And when you become a part of the discourse about it, uh, that's when you, you get into the, you get into the, the nitty gritty, the, the, the interpersonal stuff. And that's where the tabloids came in, right? Cause, cause the tabloids were built off of movie stars, right? Yeah. Like I enjoy this movie star in an era without the internet, right? Mm -hmm. I enjoy this movie star. 
I really like, I, then you see their next movie. Oh, I really like this person. I like this person so much. I have to find out everything I can about this person. And that's when you get into the, the tabloids where now the tabloids, now there's magazines telling you all about this person and whether that stuff is true or not, it doesn't matter because that has become your hobby. Okay. I see that. Yeah. The only reality TV show I ever got into was storage wars, but there was, it wasn't about the interpersonal drama. It was about the drama of the undiscovered and like the thrill. That's, of the that's more like getting into, uh, yeah, because that, but that's that's totally different. That's well, I got some bad news, Tim, because it's available on Amazon now. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, and I was like, oh no, uh, it popped up on Amazon. And I was like, ooh, ooh. and I was, yeah. <laughs> started feeling like the. Well, I'm, I've probably seen all these episodes, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk myself down off that yeah. ledge. I can watch them all, man. I can watch them all. It's like there's like three seasons. So yeah. I was like, you can watch them all in like and a day. Like I said, I watch, I watch some reality television, but the majority of it that I, I want to say not even the majority, 99% of it, like all of it, all of it, all the reality TV, quote, reality TV I watch is competition. Yeah. Well, I like, I liked a uh, uh, monster garage. I guess that's reality TV. Where they would, they yeah, would take a car, I guess, and it's yeah. a competition, but it's a t- competition against the clock more so than against each other. Yeah, and there would be some like people would flare up, but the show really kind of didn't didn't make it about that. No, it was more about like the mechanics of building things, and I I thought it was a but eventually that, show. that show went off the air when all the tabloid shit about Jesse James started happening. Yeah, that's also true. When he dated Sandra Bullock. Yeah. How do I know this? How do you know that? Why do you know it? And do you care that you know it? No, I do care. I'm angry. I'm upset. Yeah. I'm hurt. I'm yep. shocked and chagrined. Well, uh, next week on the show, we'll be telling you why all the podcasts that they compete against are filled with rapists and pedophiles. <laughs> Join us then. This has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call into the Here's What Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get, like this gentleman here. Hey, guys. Immortal 4 here. Uh, so, as a delivery guy, I fuck all these other services like Postmate, uh, like Grubhub, all that stuff. Not only do they fuck over the people uh, trying to uh, working for them, because I know... DoorDash does this, but they'll take the fee that they're supposed to pay the driver, but if they see that the other person has just that, they won't give the driver that fee. Yeah. Uh, they fucking suck. But the thing is, restaurants can't really opt out of them. Uh, yeah. I worked for another pizza place for a little bit, and we had a problem where they didn't want to be part of Postmates. But if you don't work with them, all they do is just have have some some Hindu call in a pickup order yep. uh, for the person who's supposed to pick it up and deliver it. Yep. So, but the thing is, it's not really coordinated. So one night we had two different people call in the same order, 
and it was like a $40 order, but there, it was only meant to be placed once. So it got made twice. Dude shows up. He's like, oh, there's only one order. It's like, well, we have another 40 bucks worth of food here that just got made. How, how, how are we supposed to make up for that loss? Because this was on them, on DoorDash, on whatever service. They, they just fucking suck. Uh, so to hear that story about the dude who fucked him over, pretty Great much story. just milked DoorDash for money. Fuck yeah! I hope he puts him out of fucking business. <laughs> it's a shit model. Just it is. Yeah. If a place don't want to do delivery, they they shouldn't have to have another guy come in and offer that service. And yeah, it's, it's just bullshit. It fucking sucks. Yeah, the tipping on those services is the really fucked thing because you give you give the driver like a bonus tip and they uh-huh. go, okay, well he gave you he gave you four dollars. We're supposed to give you six dollars, so here's six dollars. Yep. As opposed to he gave you four dollars. We are supposed to give you six dollars. Here's ten dollars, yeah. which is the way it should be. Which is why I try and tip them cash. Yep. Uh, we've got a bunch here in the um, Discord. Here's one that's a dot three GP. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey guys, it's Dark Duke Man here. Long time no talk. Uh, I broke my phone, but and your I've got a new loner. <laughs> Bam! Bam! I'm, that's it. I'm not playing the rest of his voicemail after such a great pun. <laughs> and I guess the first thing I don't get is why phone manufacturers are putting their screens so goddamn close to the front of their units now. Used to be that there was a bevel, and if you dropped it once, you might still protect it. But now. All phones are absolutely fragile on the front side. Hope you understand my frustration, but otherwise, let's turn it to a positive note. I notice you guys like funny gamer names, and uh, before I got a two-month-long migraine that basically made me quit gaming completely, I used to play a lot of Counter-Strike, and we used to make funny names based on, um, you know, uh, Army or Special Forces guys. And uh, I used to go as Clit Commander. My brother used to go as a Whole Wheat Vag. But we've also <laughs> got some other ones. Um, another one that I like is based off a, an Ottawa death metal band called Killiterus. It's called Captain Killiterus. Another one's uh, General G Spot or uh, Major Mammary Gland. Nice, nice. Uh, I had a hard time deciding between Private Pegging or Private Puny Pecker. You'll have to decide. And then finally, uh, I liked Corporal Manhor. It's just kind of a, you know, it's out of left field. But I don't know. I'm sure if I thought about it for a little bit longer, I'd be able to contribute a little bit more. But otherwise, you know, that made me smile a little bit. I hope it makes you smile too. Stay furious. Some good Bye-bye. news. Here's another one from the, the voicemail hotline. This message is for uh, Tim the Handle Breaker. This is xx red hot anal poker 69 <laughs> xx just wanted to say uh get good faggot <laughs> <laughs> oh man actually you know what's you know what's fun it was uh I, I played call of duty the the other day and uh, i just booted up hit multiplier hit uh, search for game uh sent me into a, a game and at the end of the round i screenshotted the the you know the Name of list of names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The score list, and I sent it to my friends on my Discord, and uh, I was like, "Look at that KDR, kill death ratio." Yeah, which is the big thing that uh, that's the big thing that Call of Duty 
put into gaming was like, yeah, yeah well, look at my KDR, man. Uh, it was my KDR was 11.0. Shit. I've never had that high KDR before. <laughs> so you didn't die all, at all. All with a sniper rifle. Nice. And, and camping. Not camping. <laughs> he was camping. <laughs> his his uh if you see if you see his his handle, Sir Mix Sir Camps a lot. Sir Camps a lot. That's Tim. Triple T, it's Jay. Y'all didn't hear from me for a while because I was slogging through Zeno's paradox of a semester, but hey, one summer class to go and then I'm finished with the degree. Nice. Here's what I don't get. Needless complexity. We have two grading systems. Blackboard for the actual course which is a confusing dumpster fire. And then yep, Banner, yep. which is a different dumpster fire it for is. degree progress you know that and registration. Yeah. Banner's oh. supposed to pull grades from Blackboard, yeah. but yep. never does, so you have to put them in by hand. Since we're told to update grades every two weeks, mainly so students don't whine, the only way to do that is to repeatedly post midterm grades until that page is locked, and then you're maybe about two weeks away from posting final grades, so it's not a big deal. With all the confusion this semester, the midterm grades were locked early. No problem, right? Just post the final ones early. The page says, be sure to update grades often and has the same layout as the midterm one. So with the child's innocence, I oh, posted no. final grades and they locked. I emailed the registrar and I got crickets for almost two weeks. I emailed them again and called them. Nothing. Oh no. Then I asked my department <laughs> what to do. Should be easy to just reset the course since we're not at the end of the semester, right? Nope. nope. This is unprecedented. They can't just reset it. So I had to file change of grade request for every student who wasn't accurate. Why would you tell me to do something I can't undo? Why isn't there a confirmation dialogue? Why change the behavior of the page this semester? Oh, and it gets better. Only after I talked to my department and they emailed the registrar did the registrar reply. Oh, fuck also, that. Also, even after submitting the corrections, they'll never appear in my view. Only for the students. If the Alumni Association ever asked me to donate, I'm going to tell them this story. At least this is the last time I have to do this. That was it. Stay furious. Fuck alumni association so hard. Just fuck them. Oh man. If you work for an alumni association, you're a bad person. Because <laughs> you went to that college too. You know yeah. what it costs. What the fuck are you doing, Colin? Well, me? most people that work for the alumni association, alumni association, are current students. Yeah, it's a work study position. Didn't you try and can get one to? Uh, not call you. What do you mean? Weren't you? Oh man, there was a guy calling you, and you're like, "Man, I I know I know what office you're in. Just yes, just yeah. delete me yeah. from the list, yeah. please." Yeah, yeah. It's you like I've been in that office. Yeah. Like like I literally like I've I've sat where you sat. Just just do it. I I remember when I was first applied to college, I started getting calls from this fraternity. Uh huh. All the time. Really. And they had had the literal worst time, and they were constantly calling me five minutes before a show. <laughs> I don't know how they yeah, they yeah. could do it, but like I would have a show, and it would be like, "Hello, hi, this is a uh, Doug with Bias Seta Alpha Beta Jesus." I got, a, I got a text once when I started college, but never yeah. after that. And they'd be like, "This is a good time to talk about." Greek life, like, no, I'm about to do a show. I can't talk right now. Like, okay, we'll, we'll call back later. And finally, the guy goes. Well, uh, can I, so that I don't waste any more time, can I ask you, do you have any interest in joining a fraternity? And I <laughs> go, uh, no, I've always thought that you would only join a fraternity to express your latent homosexuality. <laughs> and the guy goes, 
okay, well, I guess we won't call you anymore then. And I'm like, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I got a text and it was like, hey, this is uh, this is Chris with uh, Alpha Alpha Alpha. And I was just wondering if, uh, you know, we're a fraternity about blah, 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 blah. Uh, and we were wondering if, you know, if you like to come, if you like to come and, you know, hang out with us at this date at the baseball stadium or whatever. Yeah. We're having a day. And I was like, yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck fraternities, man. I actually am part of a fraternity. Phi Eta Sigma, the National Honor Fraternity. Because hmm. I made really good grades. Despite all my bluster about not giving a shit about college. I mean, I didn't give a shit about college. I just yeah. also made good grades. I'm trying to wonder if that automatically put me in, if we didn't have the same thing or not. Uh, I don't know, Tim. Probably not. Do you have a pen? I got a pin. I'll go get it. I'll show it to you. I guess not then. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't see that coming. Which one of the two of us on this podcast did you guess was part of a national honor fraternity? <laughs> Wouldn't have been me. Hey, guys. I'm Mortal Four again. Uh, yeah, I'm getting two in this week. So when it comes to Call of Duty and <laughs> He's like duty. concerning... Concerning Tim's problem with campers, like camping in and of itself, it, it comes, people hate it because it actually works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Call the worst of Duty part. doesn't really do much to discourage it no. because everything within the game itself uh, rewards it. Yeah. Like kill streaks, for example. Uh-huh. I, you get them by not dying and getting killed. Yep. But the best way to not die is to. Don't put yourself in danger. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's no real way around that. Yep. It was, it kind of got fixed for a bit when they did score streaks. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've played the whole series since the beginning, like the first one on PC in 2004. And around the time of modern, like the first modern warfare and they started getting further into the kill streaks, the progression system, the perks, all that stuff kind of made it hard to keep a a good balance of being able to run and gun and being able to I mean play defensively or camp mm-hmm. if you want to uh, and especially when they put shit like thermal vision all, all sorts of scopes like that yeah. and then the, the perks that allow you to stay off the radar which I, I usually ran but I use them to get around the map silently not pitch it in one spot yep yeah. yeah. same uh and especially with this new one, just the the map design. There's so many lanes of sight that yep. you can be running down running down a hallway or something like that, or an alleyway. There's so many different places to get popped from. Yep. It's hard to hard to flush out the the camper. Yeah, and it's just difficult. And then the the kill streaks. The kill streaks I used always ran were the ones that would get me info, like the UAV, yep. all that stuff. It used to be like a three, uh, three kill kill streak. Now I'm pretty sure it's in the four. new one it's like a four or a four. five. Three gets you so a personal radar. They made it harder to do shit to get info on where people are, and I don't know. Just, just the integral design of the game does not reward running around and just shooting people. It rewards playing defensively and and getting kills that way which i mean it, it's it's irritating but i look at it like 
the same way that people in multiplayer melee games, like uh, like the medieval melee combat games like Mordhau or Mountain Blade and mm-hmm. stuff like that, uh, everyone in there hates fucking... Hate sneakers, man. <laughs> what uh? What would? How would you fix camping? What 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 would you do? Uh, I mean, there's no really, there's no good fix for it. Yeah. If if you want to keep it to the the small map arena focused combat. Mm-hmm. Now, the I think Battlefield has found not not found Battlefield has a way around it, in that it's more engaging. And, uh, I mean, there are still campers and there's people that there's people that only want to camp in games because they like the feel of, because they like, you know, being a sniper. Getting a, yeah. And, and there's people that like, like, I love being snipers. Like, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that like the camping part of it. Um, but I think battlefield has, uh, now it's not a perfect game, but you know because the maps are huge and there's vehicles, mm-hmm. um, it's harder to camp. So I, I think if I were going to do it, being a, a not a guy who plays shooters, mm-hmm. I would just make a system whereby like your first kill from a spot, no problem. Yeah, but your third kill from a spot, it would you know like in a field of battle. Yeah, you you run down a, a street. And one of you guys gets shot, and you're like, yep. oh, there must be a sniper probably up in that tower. Yeah. And so the more kills you get from a single spot, it would, like, just ping on your radar. Hey, a bunch of dudes have died near here, but probably yeah, a camper. Yeah, th- uh, that's one thing that I would add to Call of Duty is they already have it in the the Battle Royale uh, thing, which is the ping system. Yeah. Introducing that to multiplayer would be pretty nice because you can be like, hey, there's a guy in the building right there. Yeah. And then and then maybe even a, a penalty. If I was really going to go crazy, yeah, yeah. like uh, after your fifth shot without moving from a, an area of whatever size, mm-hmm. uh, your each additional shot had a, le- a lower damage percentage. So that if you eventually you're just firing blanks and someone can come in and rape you in the ass. Yeah. But not so much that it's not like you have to you can't just protect a single area. Yeah. It's something that kind of encourages you to get up and move. Yeah. We've got two here that say caca poo poo pee pee shire dot wave. <laughs> one's one's one is nineteen seconds long and one is a minute and eleven seconds. Saw dudes. Here's what I don't get: how I went off that dirt bike jump so wrong that I ended up getting a concussion. Oh, that sucks. Anyways, Thanks. here's what I don't get: <laughs> how I went off that dirt bike jump so poorly that I ended up getting a concussion. Okay, here's the second thing for this week that I don't get. By the way, the concussion thing was real. My head hurts pretty bad. But (laughs) here's what I don't get. All these people who forgot how to drive. Yeah. It's been two months since people were locked up for no reason. And now that they're all being let back out, they seem to have all forgotten how to drive. And it's pissing me the fuck off. Like, in the span of one week, I've had two people merge on top of me. One guy come up on my ass at a stoplight so fast, I swear to God he was going to hit me. Barely didn't. Skidded right up to my bumper. I saw a road rage incident where a lady tried to swerve at a guy right as they were getting on the off ramp. And he damn near hit the median, which would have killed them. Fucking insane shit. 
and I talk to truck drivers all day because that's what I do. I load trucks, and they've been dealing with the dumbest shit. Not to mention all these places trying to enforce face masks when they're just going to take a shower. It's bullshit. I feel bad for them. Yeah, all these fucking idiots. If you forgot how to drive, get off the fucking road. They didn't know how to drive before the, the lockdown. <laughs> That's the thing. It's yeah. like they were already bad drivers, and then their they, their skills atrophied, and so they were already doing. They were doing a lot of dumb shit before, and now they're and they're also probably selfish. Yeah, probably selfish people. Yeah, I feel bad for truck drivers. The Cannonball Run has been record has been broken seven times That's during right. <laughs> Corona. That's pretty cool. Probably because there's there was a lot less people on the roads, no traffic, and yeah. the cops are the cops aren't patrolling as much because there's not as much traffic. So boom, perfect time to uh, speed. I think I think so, the article I read said that I have to go travel 193 kilometers an hour sustained across several states in order to get the time that they did. Huh, that's fast. Yeah, uh, which that is. Uh, 120 miles an hour. That's really fast. Yeah, it's a, that's, that's on on the scale of fastest I've driven. That's pretty high up there. Yeah, but you're traveling at that speed for a sustained period of time. Yes. Yeah, I think I've, I probably haven't done that for hundreds of miles, but I've probably done that for dozens of miles. I did. I the fastest I ever driven was 150 miles an hour. Wow. In the Mojave Desert on Route 66. Because it's really hard to tell that there's anything around you. Ah. Uh, so we're, we rented this we rented this Mustang convertible, yeah. and we're just driving, and it's just a big fucking nothing miles, hundreds. Of, you can see hundreds of miles. Yeah. Fucking nothing. And the only thing that pass are these these drainage ditches for when the few times a year that yeah. it rains, yeah. it yeah. doesn't wash out the road, and you're passing these bridges, and it's just like boom, boom, boom. And after after like ten or eleven of them, you go. Those bridges are passing in like no time. <laughs> you look down at the speedometer and you see that it's oh. pegged up there at one fifty, uh, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then and then you get nervous, like you were fine yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, "Oh man, if I hit like a patch of sand, we're dead. We're everyone <laughs> in this car is dead." And I slowed down to like one hundred. And then, of course, 100 feels like feels, fucking standing still. Yep, I was like, yep. oh, my God. <laughs> Been in this desert forever. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, if you're driving Route 66, uh, don't drive it in the middle of the Mojave. Just fucking take 40 until you get to Victorville and then get back on Route 66. <laughs> You'll have a much nicer time. But, uh, yeah, those are our voicemails. Sorry for everybody dealing with the uh, new new back to back to work drivers. I wish we hadn't had to do that. People yep. are dumb and panicky. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week.